Blog Talk Radio. From the House of Representatives, the 59th Congress, Second Session, Citizenship of the United States, Expatriation, and Protection Abroad, Letter from the Secretary of State, Submitting Report on the Subject of Citizenship, Expatriation, and the Protection Abroad. Page 459, Section Morocco. Morocco. Sir, there are strictly speaking no Moroccan laws relating to the citizenship of Moorish subjects in Morocco. The fundamental laws of this non-Christian country are based entirely upon the Islamic code, no part of which treats of the subject of citizenship. Page 460. There are, however, numerous treaties and conventions between the various Christian countries and the Moorish Empire, by means of which citizenship in this country is defined. But, as I understand, from the above acknowledged instructions, that it is not the desire of the Department to call for a report upon such lines, I will therefore confine these remarks to general conditions existing, which may possibly be of some use in connection with the information desired. Section 1. Citizenship in Morocco may be said to be governed by the laws pertaining to the same in other countries, with the exception that all persons residing in Morocco who cannot prove foreign citizenship or protection are considered ipso juer as Moorish subjects. 2 and 3. Moorish subjects lost their nationality only by becoming naturalized in or protected by another country having treaty relations with the Moorish Empire. It was established by the Convention of Madrid, concluded July 3, 1880, as follows. Article 15. Any subject of Morocco who has been naturalized in a foreign country and who shall return to Morocco shall, after having remained for a length of time equal to that which shall have been regularly necessary for him to obtain such naturalization, choose between entire submission to the laws of the empire and the obligation to quit Morocco unless it shall be proved that his naturalization in a foreign country was obtained with the consent of the government of Morocco. Foreign naturalization heretofore acquired by subjects of Morocco according to the rules established by the laws of each country shall be continued to head them as regards all its effects without any restriction. The above ruling has never yet been acted upon and should this at any time be contemplated seriously a large number of naturalized people American and others residing in Morocco would be affected thereby. 4 and 5. Residence in foreign parts does not affect the nationality of more subjects 
and the Moorish government has no means of protecting its subjects permanently residing in other countries with the exception of a so-called Moorish consul at Gibraltar and a Moorish agent at Cairo, Egypt. I am ETC Hoffman Philip. Google United States Code Title 22 Chapter 2 Section 141 Consular Courts Act August 1st 1956 Repealed Sections 141 to 143 Effective upon the date which the President determined to be appropriate for the relinquishment of jurisdiction of the United States in Morocco. Jurisdiction of the United States in Morocco was relinquished by memorandum of President Eisenhower dated September 15, 1956. Notice was given to Morocco on October 6, 1956, and all pending cases were disposed of by 1960. See Bulletin of the State Department, Volume 35, colon 909, page 844. Sections 141, R.S. Sections 4083, 4125, 4126, 4127, Act June 14, 1878, Chapter 193, 20 Statute 131, related to judicial authority generally of ministers and consuls of the United States in China, Siam, Turkey, Morocco, Muscat, Abyssinia, Persia, and territories formerly part of the Ottoman Empire, including Egypt. Vashar, uh, and he also knows that North America or the America North America is known as Al Maghreb Al Aqsa. Of course, I know that North America was known as Al Maghreb Al Aqsa, and it reported to the Sultan of Morocco. And there was a relation. This is why I needed to ask you, what's the relation between the first, you know, colonials and the uh, uh, governors of Morocco because they con con communicated because in on paper it was part of greater Morocco that's the, known that's known but I, I, I need and to know from Jordan yes Palestinian yes and he Palestinian, knows Jordanian, Arab, Canadian <laughs> <laughs> fantastic <laughs> Why, why do you think that is? Because why? Because the, uh, um, after too many generations, if it's not cast down, you will lose. So therefore, listen good what I'm saying. 
-hmm. The man that do not know his own identity, when he is giving one, he will simply believe. Mm -hmm. We simply believe what is not. You're right. So therefore, you will act as a stranger to your own identity because you only believe on somebody after you that. Yeah. So you act opposite to truly what you are. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think it's more pressure because of the economic power? I guess the European have put the laws on, so they just believe. Hey, it's it, that that's that's what it is. We're we're no we're blacks now. We're blacks. Like, does that make sense? That you're just a color. You have no, no nationality. No, you have no history. That, that's my point. If you are not stars now, and you have to understand, in order to, 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 I would say not a lie because everybody lies, that is a thing of life, but how uh, can um, I say that is uh, deceived. Mm -hmm. to deceive? To deceive one, you have to replace, to take one thing out and replace it by another. Yeah. Therefore, okay. the blank, so the black is the black. So therefore, they just is your black, but they don't realize, no, just. They stole your identity from you. So therefore you might not know who you are. Yeah. So you just give your color black, black. What the yeah. heck is black? Yeah, because what we're trying to tell them, like a lot of the things that are going on with our people with injustice, it's because of the system and what they call themselves and what they recognize themselves. They don't they don't have any law. They don't there's no law for for black people in this country. Like you're not even supposed to be a part of this country. So therefore what nation are you from? You see? But you like you said, you know, when you take your history, you know. People will say, well, big deal, so what? why is history important at all? History is extremely important. Imagine if, if I could take from each one of you as an individual everything you knew about your life up to last week and just erase it. Where would you be? You, you'd be lost. You, you'd be incompetent. You wouldn't know how to plan for the future. And you do the same thing with a people. If you erase their history or you don't tell enough about their past, they also become incompetent and they can't fulfill the future. And that's why a lot of people in the black community have felt, well, how come all the dreams of the civil rights movement aren't yet fulfilled? And one reason is because this history is still suppressed. It still isn't taught. But there's been a recent discovery which is going to blow the lid off of all that, and that's what I'm going to talk about. You've had four of these major impacts that the black people have made to the Americas, not only before Columbus was born, but before even Spain or Italy existed. That's, that's the kind of, of roots that are in this country. And by knowing that, and the more you know about it, it's an empowerment. You're, you're really rude. You have got a heritage which is more than slavery. Sure, there was slavery, but that's not all. That's all part of it. Long before that, there's a heritage of kings, seafarers, religious missionaries, and they were all here. But it happened so long ago, there's just so little of it left. But some adults have difficulty handling that. What connects it up is even the word more, because it's pronounced differently in different parts, of, even of Africa. And they call themselves more, moo, mur. There's all variations of that, so that even the name mur. And individuals are missing the point. What conversation stop it? I'm a mo, and got sense enough to know I'm a mo, and ain't gonna never argue with you that I'm not a mo, and wouldn't come in your house or come among you and say I'm a mo if I didn't feel in my heart, in my mind, in my soul that I am. If you don't understand that, get that together real quick. And recognize how you've been miseducated, not just by Europeans, but by your own. These people know that you're not black. They don't doubt it. They know that you're not black. 
and they know that you're Moors. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line with Joey L. On the new Evolution Radio Network. Tune in every Sunday. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back after these messages on Evolution Radio. Mighty money shot. All the things that you gotta take into consideration. They may hate on you, but that hate comes from a lot of love. Some niggas just wanna be like you, but they just mad cause you getting it, and they would love to get it too. But Jealousy and admiration run neck and neck Facts Many boys say they lit but living check to check Straight We on that big boy yacht Come with an extra deck I pump cane into my chain was looking extra wet Stay less, nigga, stay blessed Facts I'm from Harlem where all we know is how to stay fresh Twenty years later, if you connected, I ain't pay yet And since the young and the old head said I'm a straight threat In front of the building, a 45 beside my gray sweats My uncle sees when gold finger was in the gray legs My cousin tied the first to shoulder, black and gray tech I'm on the same shit, I keep a 40 in my gray tech Some extra points, well, of course we sold a base wet And even checkers got kings, but I'd rather play chess I jump a Nigga, then I take over I left the watch inside the beauty parlor for a makeover Makeup. Telling kitties we tired of the play play 30 and the 40, 100 shots inside the AK Shit, don't make me do the races like I'm TK Don't make me do that races like I'm TK Boss cars outside the crib Snipers on the roof, nigga look ahead Different bitches, different coops through the years Proof that I'm the truth is that I'm still here We riders Eastsiders, wild drivers I think them young sliders run your block Nigga, don't come out your house You broke, homie, so my name should never come out of your mouth The subject money and you don't know what you talking about Subtract dummies, my big homies love to take you out You see low riders front your bitch, girl, she mine now Jet light tattoos show you what she's about Moves made, nigga, we just trying to stay paid You just trying to get laid, me and you is not the same Word to the bird, VVS is in the wings I just stepped off the plane and puddles of champagne On another move, another album drop Another tour, done another coup to cop Another helicopter landing on the roof, I'm hopping out Another strain, a nigga making a killing off that pot And it don't stop, no brakes on the race And I'm gonna drive, nigga straight to the cake Another slice, laid on the Gucci plate Hella ice and more ice, ain't see the time nor the date Boss cars outside the crib Snipers on the roof, nigga, look ahead Different bitches, different coops through the years The proof that I'm the truth is that I'm still here
so-called Egyptian, the African of Kemet and his and her culture, laced with gold, laced with silver and precious stones. The point I'm making is that you're from a rich culture, a rich past. Love, lift, life. We touch into your mind, body, and soul. Somehow we have bought into a shoebox full of fallacies, and one of them is that it's all right to be poor. Whenever you see people prospering, always rejoice and bless them in your heart. Always do that. And you see, you magnetize yourself for that good when you bless other people. But you know, if you have a jealous spirit, oh, look at that. Why should they have that when I've got so little? Yeah, because you, you work, you operate your mouth against yourself. That's why. There's a verse of scripture also said, that says, Thou art ensnared by the words of thy mouth. You know, the mouth can be a dangerous thing until you learn how to operate it positively. <laughs> Some people are like a prosecuting attorney against themselves. Every time you think of something good, you talk yourself out of it. Yeah, but I know, I just know, I, I sure wish. No, but I can't. But oh, I sh Lord, I sure wish. Thou art ensnared by the words of thy mouth. Don't do that. That, that stems from your grand perennial roots and, and my perennial roots. <laughs> remarks that I heard so persistently was that all I want is just enough to get by. And then the one that my generation used was, how's it going, man? I made it. I made it. Now that's another thing, and I want to warn you about this. You know, a lot of people are good at visualizing things for other people. Yeah, that's for Rockefeller. <laughs> that's for those rich people. You'll pass by those mansions in Bel Air and Beverly Hills that look at this where the rich people live. Look, look at that. That's for them. And you're really telling yourself, well, that's for them. I see them with it. But I don't see myself with it. Making what? <laughs> the standstill syndrome of hold on has been the banner of black America since we were imprisoned in this country and culture. Survival was of the utmost importance. Just to live through was the theme of survival for the captured Africa. Okay, if you can see it for other people, why can't you see it for yourself? 
I taught people to do this. Here's a little technique. That whenever you see people being, doing, and having good, always be glad for them. Always rejoice for them. And, you know, say good things about them in your mind. I said, look at that old rich so-and-so. The Bible says, curse not the rich. Reverend Ike says, if you curse the rich, you'll never be one of us. <laughs> it became a fixed mechanism in the pseudo-culture that the African was developing in this, quote, foreign land, unquote. How to survive, the need to survive, the whole syndrome of survival is a slave mentality syndrome. I remember some years ago, I uh, drove up to our place up in the mountains in, in Monterey overlooking the, the ocean. And my custodian at that time was a very fine gentleman who met me outside and he saw that brand new mink, silver, gray, and blue Rolls Royce Corniche. And he said to me, he says, oh, Reverend Ike, he said, I saw this car in my visualization the other day. I say, yeah, but you made one mistake. You didn't see yourself with it. <laughs> so I got it. Prosperity is the correct concept for the African, where most of the wealth of the planet has been drawn from. Most of the gold most of the silver, most of the diamonds, rubies, emeralds, pearls, Africa, that says the land from which we adhere is a rich land, a land flowing with milk and honey, that God's so-called chosen were sent to that land as a promised land. And when you decide it, you've got to do what? Believe it. Another picture. Look at the so-called Egyptian, the African of Kemet and his and her culture. Laced with gold. Laced with silver and precious stone. The point I'm making is that you're from a rich culture, a rich past. It's back here. The idea to be rich, to be prosperous, to be well-to-do. Okay? The illusion of poverty is just that. It is an illusion. In this teaching, that would indicate, yes, law, meaning that you have an affirmative attitude toward the law which works to bring you to the demonstration of the good that you believe. In this cycle we are in of high dispensation that includes wealth. You're supposed to get back something. Surely God is able. Say that. Say it again. 
The third time. And I like to make it so very personal and say it this way. Surely God in me is able. Say it again. Spiritual prosperity includes material prosperity. It includes mental prosperity. It doesn't exclude anything. The masters who presented themselves to a given people renounced material materiality because they were demonstrating spirituality. They didn't need to harness and stack up anything. They could have anything they wanted when they wanted it. When you believe Nothing is impossible. So you got to believe. That's real prosperity consciousness. To have what you need and want when you need it and when you want it. It is not having a large bank account. Because the bank owner might go off with your money. <laughs> In your consciousness. That's where prosperity is. See it! Let's hear it! See it! This deals with visualization. We're not listening to whom we're supposed to be listening to. We're listening to the things that worry and trouble us. The things that confuse us occupy much of our minds. There's an answer for every question. There's a solution to every problem. Where is it? Inside. It is important that you learn how to work in the theater of your mind. And I want to leave that term with you. Say the theater of my mind. There's no more God out here than there is in there. Now, I'm going to tell you something important because, see, somehow we don't think we're supposed to get rich unless we work and save our money. And that's a practical, good way to do so. And, and I'm not going to knock that. You know, you know it, 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 as much as I dislike eight hours a day, <laughs> it, it's practical and it's significant and it gives it a sense of purpose and direction. Wealth is given. It is not earned. I now enter into the theater of my mind and look upon the stage of my imagination. And you've got it set there. And, you, and then I will say, I see myself. And then you describe yourself as you wish to be. So repeat this after me. I now look upon, I now enter the theater of my mind. And look upon the stage of my imagination. And I see myself as I wish to be. While we sit here, somebody's getting rich. And I want you to think about that. Instead about somebody tricking you out of your check. Money is an idea. How many ideas can you contain? What is it that brings you your goods? 
Oh, there I am. Look how healthy I am. Look how happy I am. Listen to the way I'm laughing. I'm just the exact weight that I want to be. Look at that. My dimensions are as I would have them to be. Just look at me. And look at all that money around. What are you passionate about? What is it that you really love with all your feelings? Can you transfer that to money? Yes, you can. If you want to. So learn how to see yourself being, doing, and having the good that you desire. Enter the theater of your mind. Look upon the stage of your imagination and see yourself. And it's important that you see yourself being, doing, and having the good that you desire. Systematically, this man kept trying to destroy everything that something was giving him. He was doing it to himself, not the white boy. He was doing it to himself. Very good. The power of the word. Spoken word. And we need to control that faculty. Huh? Because we take words and throw them like daggers. And they get results. Yes, you got to see it. You remember... Flip Wilson, the comic who used to say, what you see, what you get, that's true. And the man who said to me, well, Reverend, I saw this Rolls Royce carnation in my visualization. He made the mistake. He didn't see himself with it. So, also, when you see people with good, always say also, and when you pass those fine homes, fine cars, people are looking good, say, that's for me. Let me hear you say it. That's for me. Say it again. That's for me. See? Bless it, bless them, and say, that's for me. That means that you include yourself in that idea of good. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line with Joey L. On the new Evolution Radio Network. So how many of you, how many of you were raised, perhaps like me, where in your family, maybe there was some split mentalities around money? How many of you know what I'm talking about? You know, like maybe mom had a certain way of thinking and dad had a certain way of thinking. So how many of you guys know who my dad is? My mom and dad got married when they were like 22 years old. My dad flunked out of college right, as a speech and communication major, which is pretty awesome, considering he's like one of the greatest motivational and real estate training speakers ever, right? And his mindset, because his mentor, this is what his mentor said to him. You want to make a lot of money? Go buy a Rolls Royce, go get a big fancy watch, and go get a really expensive car and a really expensive house, and you will be motivated like crazy, and you will go do whatever it takes to be successful. And guess what my dad did? 
He went up in a big fancy car, big watch, you know, Rolls Royce, the whole nine yards. And every day he was like this, holy shit, I got to make money. <laughs> my mom, on the other hand, grew up in an environment with a few more kids. My grandfather, my mom's mom, passed away when she was very young, and she immediately had to go to work at like 14 years old. By the time she was 16, she was working at Disneyland as a Mouseketeer, you know, Orange County, California, and she's doing great, but all of her money went back into the family. So she would work only to basically have no for herself benefit from it. So in her mind, every cookie in the cookie jar mattered. You should be very mindful with every single dollar. Imagine growing up in that house. <laughs> this one is like, it's not how much money, you just need to make sure there's at least one cookie in the cookie jar, and we can divide it up six ways. And my dad's like, we should start a cookie factory and finance the entire thing. Well, no surprise, that relationship did not last long, right? My dad actually ended up marrying somebody who was ridiculously financially savvy, and I think she's somewhere inside the room. Pua, are you inside the room? My, my other mom, somewhere inside her, maybe are running around the room. The bottom line was this. I grew up with a completely messed up psychology when it came to money. And it wasn't until in my mid-20s when I met one of my mentors who he showed me something which I'm going to show you. The bottom line is this, guys. Money is a tool. Nothing more, nothing less. Say that out loud. Nothing more, nothing less. Listen, if you're a jerk, money makes you more of a jerk. If you are Mother Teresa, money makes you more of Mother Teresa. It is just a tool. But this is what I know. How many of you know someone that doesn't have enough money? I don't know about you guys. I don't want to be that person. And not that I feel bad for them or less for them. All I think to myself is that person was never taught what I'm about to teach you. They never understood that your money is a tool and just like an app on a phone, if you don't use it and play the game right and follow the steps, you don't get the results. It's not how much money you earn. It is what you do with the money that matters. You guys with me on this? So I want you to write in your notes the following. There's been a lot of research on this, and you've probably seen something like this before, especially if you've ever met with a financial planner or, you know, you watch CNN Financial. They all say the same thing. Write down 5, 15, and 80. 5, 15, and 80. 5%, 15%, and 80%. 5%, 15%, and 80%. And as all the studies show, it says 5% of the planet are basically generational wealth. They have created generational wealth. It's not the top 1%, guys. Somebody who is worth $5 million, who has paid off their home, and when they pass on, they transfer all that wealth over. That's generational wealth. You with me on this? Some of them are worth millions. Some of them it's tens. Some of them are hundreds. Some of them are now billions. But that's the 5%. The 15%, write this in your notes. You ready? They are the middle class. They got a house. They got a little savings. They go on a few vacations. And they're comfortable. And there's nothing wrong with that 15%. But where do you think the 80% sits? Darcy, the 80%? 80%. 80%. Look around the room. Potentially 
80% of this room, I don't think so, but potentially with the numbers, 80% of this room, when they are older, either A, have to work to make money, or B, are dependent upon the government or their family to subsidize their lifestyle. 80%. 80%. 80%. Some of you are thinking to yourself, my kids better be successful. 5% generational wealth. And it starts at $5 million and above. 15% comfortable. My in-laws are 93 and 90 years old. They have a million dollar net worth. They're in that 15%. Houses paid for that they bought for $11 300 years ago. Right in Anaheim, California on Bruce Street. Paid that sucker off. Every time I talk to my father-in-law, you see my Ford stock? Right? He's not, he started buying Ford stock like in 1948. You with me? Like I had a dollar, then I had two shares, and then three shares. But over time, guess what? He's in that 15%. How many of you know someone right now, though, that based upon their money behaviors and their money psychology, they're clearly going to end up in the 80%? Don't point at them if they're in this room, and don't, like, you know, make them wrong, but I'd like you to consider maybe they just never heard what I'm about to share with you. So I'm going to show you guys a business strategy for your money. You guys up for that? A business strategy. I'm not going to tell you what to invest in. That's not my role. I'm going to show you ideas of what the very best people do. I'm going to put it up on the big screen, which means the team's going to keep it here the whole time, and you're going to take detailed copious notes. So here's the first thing I want to show you. This is what 80% of real estate professionals do. 80% of real estate professionals, they get a commission check and that check goes into their personal account. Their personal account. 80%. They get a check and it goes into their personal account. They go home and maybe they say, here honey, or here I'm by myself, and I put it in my account, but this personal account is not an LLC, an S-Corp, a limited, life, you know, limited partnership. It's not a corporation, it's a personal thing. Now I'm not gonna ask you to raise your hands if that's you, but I am going to say this to you. I would like to thank you for paying lots in taxes. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you overpaying what you should be paying. Keep up the good work. So what's rule number one? Should I have a corporation? Yes or yes? Yes or yes? So check this out, guys. If you answered this, don't feel bad. I, I will teach this stuff at conferences and I'm blown away by 10 people in the room, 10,000 people in the room, the number of people that go, yeah, I thought about doing that, but like, I don't know, like, which one do I pick? I'm no expert. Here's what you do. You call your accountant and say, I think I need to get incorporated, which do you recommend based on where I live, what country, what state, etc." But rule number one is no one leaves this conference in 30 days if you are not incorporated and you don't own your business, and now your checks come to blankety-blank LLC, not you personally, because now you get all the tax advantages. Yes or no, guys? But I got to tell you, this is what the 80% does, and this is clearly bad. Let me show you what the 15% do. I want you to draw this out. I want you to imagine a world... Where, and by the way, did you guys notice the subtle little difference? This one says, check. This one says, 
checks. Because people that get checks understand the following. I get the check. It goes directly into my business account. Right? I get it wired in from escrow. I don't get physical checks anymore. The money just gets transferred over. You with me? Oh, my escrow company, my title company, blah, 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 won't do it. Great. Get the physical check. But it goes into a business account, which means now, as you can see, I'm going to have four different accounts at my bank. Four different accounts at my bank. I'm going to have my business account. I'm going to have my tax account, excuse me, three accounts, tax account, business account, and my home account, my personal account. Here's the reality, my friends. If I, if I can encourage and inspire, you know, every single one of you to just do that and then follow the rule. You ready? Write this in your notes. Above the tax account, I want you to write down, let's, let's do an imaginary check and I want you to show you how much money goes where. So at the top, let's say that's a $10,000 check, just for easy numbers. $10,000 check. So all of a sudden, $10,000 hits my business account, and the first thing that happens is instantaneously, 3300 of the 10000 goes directly into my tax account. 3300 automatically into my tax account. Because some of you think when you get a check for 10 grand that you actually have 10 grand. How many of you are in the state of California or New York or in the country of Canada? You get a check for 10 grand and you're lucky if you get 4,500. That's the real deal. Now you're an entrepreneur, you own your own business, you're going to start taking better write offs, you're going to pay more attention to your accountant, you're probably going to have your Uncle Larry, who's done your taxes forever, stop and actually hire a CPA who's going to pay attention. But 3,300 bucks automatically goes there. Then 3,300 or less goes into your business account. And this is where I run my business. A check comes in, I've got marketing. A check comes in, I've got expenses. A check comes in, I've got my MLS dues. Everything that I need to run my business, every check, 3300 3300 and then what goes over here? 3400 bucks to my home. Now it sounds like you might need a home budget. What do you guys think? Because many times, what do we do? We get a check, and we just start spending the money. By the way... If you look at this, the very first one, this is the, the cardinal sin. This is what poor people do. They get a check and they just start spending. Who knows someone like that? Say I. Matter of fact, the bigger the check, the more they start spending. And they never think about debt reduction because they'll do that later. Because I've worked so hard, and this was such a challenging transaction, and that's why I'm going to overindulge and overspend on myself, and we know the financial roller coaster you're actually putting yourself through. This, my friends, is what the people do that take care of their money. They know Uncle Sam or Revenue Canada or Mexico, they're taking their money no matter what. So when I come in, that check comes in, I don't say to myself, I get it all. It automatically goes there, I leave a piece here, and the balance goes here. Make sense? So tell your buddy, are you going to do this, yes or no? Yes or no? Now here's what I know. Look up here, guys. The number of clients that have done this, and then I see them a year later, and they go, 
I have $15,000 in my savings account. I've never had that. But more importantly, I've paid all my taxes. Like I'm on time and I have money inside my business account and it's the end of the year and my accountant said I need to take a dividend so I'm getting a big chunk of change at the end of the year. This is awesome. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I like, does anybody like nice things? You know, family trips, vacations, memories, holidays, you know, maybe a new outfit. The challenge is, if you keep that psychology without requiring or putting in the discipline, you know what you end up with? A bunch of nice things and a shit ton of debt. So do me a favor. Tell your buddy, do you know someone personally that has too much debt? Anybody, anybody inside this room? Now listen, there's smart debt and there's bad debt. And I'm not going to go too in-depth with you on this, but you know the difference. You know, credit card debt at 19% is dumb debt. Buying a house and getting a mortgage with 3.5% is really good debt. So we all know the difference, and I just want you to be mindful. I want you to take care of your money. But now, did you guys get a photo of this? Did you capture it? Are you sure? Are you promising to do this? Okay, do you want to know what the wealthy agents do? This is what the wealthy agents do. It's a little more complex. It's a little more complex. I would get it up on the big screen over there, guys, and take a photo of it. But more importantly, I want you to draw the whole thing out in your notes. Draw the whole thing out in your notes. This is what the wealthy do. This is the stuff that no one taught me. So until Bill Mitchell pulled me aside and said, what do you do with your money? And I'm like, I don't know. I just get the check and I throw it inside my account and I spend it like crazy and I never have any cash and I'm always in trouble. Draw this out. So play a game with me. You get a $10,000 check. The $10,000 check goes to what account? To what account? And 33% of it goes automatically where? To my tax account, because I don't really have 10000 I really have like, you know, 6000 and change. That's the real deal. So 3300 automatically here. Then I take another 3300 over here or less, because I don't know your business expenses. But by the way, guys, your marketing costs should be no more than 10% of your expected gross revenue. Your marketing costs should be no more than 10% of your expected gross revenue. So a percentage of that 3,300 is going to go for your direct mail and your marketing and your email and your Zillow leads and your Facebook ads and the prints and the brochures and everything else. But no more than 10%. No more than 10%. Got it? Because you're incorporated now, your car and a piece of your house and all kinds of other things get written off into or from this account, so we like that, but you might also have inside there, ready guys, a virtual assistant, an assistant, well, where's that person going to be paid from? You got a check for 10 grand, you didn't actually get 10 grand, you got 6,700, 3,300 goes inside here, now I can pay my assistant, it starts to work like clockwork, you with me? But you can see, this is where it gets interesting. Some people call this other account your investment account. I like to think of it as my financial hub. It's where the money comes in and then it gets divided again. Now, I'm not a financial planner, nor do I you know, even, would even attempt to be, 
but I'm giving you just an example of what that extra $3,400 could go towards. So maybe you need, because you do two deals a month, you're like, I need four grand a month to come into the home expenses, so I'm going to take, you know, two grand of my 3300 or the 3400 Where does the rest go? Do you have a retirement account? Do you put money in the stock market or in bonds or whatever you believe in, 401K? Do you have an account where you just put cash to buy real estate? Why not, on every check, take 5% of every check, put into an account called cash for real estate? And you just watch that sucker grow like crazy over time, two years. And also you're like, I got 185000 bucks in cash sitting inside that account. I should go buy a duplex. I should go buy a fourplex. I now have the money to go do these deals. Retirement account, real estate cash account. I use this because I did it you know, with my kids, a 529B account, which is a college fund. Cash account. Since we did real estate cash, why don't we call this the fun account? The fun account. You know, the I'm going to go spend this money on stupid stuff and throw it away later and not care. Or I'm going to take this money and I'm going to use it for vacations and holidays. What action are you going to take in the next 30 days around this conversation? There's no more information. That's it. Tell your buddy, what actions are you going to take in the next 30 days? Do it right now. Hey, thanks so much for watching. We have a don't even think about changing the station. You're listening to The Bottom Line with your host, Joey L. Heat makers. Heat makers. Crack music. Crack music. Right about this time, I'd like to say a prayer for everyone out there. Bow your head. To all the sinners all over the world. Pray for you. I could dig it. Uh-huh. Pray for me, I pray for you, I even pray for my enemies, so girl. Where I'm from, we don't live long. The good guy young. Where you from? Where I'm from. It's still getting cold in the summertime and dark in the daytime. Where I'm from. Seen all the toughest niggas fall, and I swear it didn't take time. I watch niggas go and change, did it no time. They gon' try to throw shade, so we don't shine. We gon' go and fight the rollies for the whole time. They don't wanna see us shine, we gon' burn no time. We got fresh watching the death of that era. I'm from that, come up with short, smack you and your man era. I burn around a thousand grams inside a hundred grand Carrera. Rockin' two G's, a couple grand on a sweater. Add them up, these is Gucci mathematics To get some fresh ears, I will pump like an asthmatic I'm just running down a list of things I hit the tool, I got the watch, I gotta get the ring I'm still flying through Harlem, you think the whip had wings And everybody got the throne until they hit the king That nigga speaking malice But he's so valid, he sent out hits like Khaled They take his top off in that Maybach Forgive me, God, don't let me say that. Chill. But Lord knows I've been to hell, I'm on my way back. I'm coming. I ride dirty in that foreign for that payback. Where I'm from, it's still getting cold in the summertime and dark in the daytime. Where I'm from, I've seen all the toughest niggas fall, and I swear it didn't take time. I watch niggas go and change, did it no time. They gon' try to throw shade, so we don't shine. We gon' go and fight the rollies for the whole
five walls in my ghetto Kept it on me like I glued my palms to the metal You can't call God when you fuck with the wrong devil They underrated my greatness Anti-lame, I'm not related to fake uh-uh. Never to live broke, we stay rich Best I fly, we young killers, no ape shit I'm fine, still getting cold in the summertime and dark in the daytime But I'm fine Seen all the toughest niggas fall, and I swear it didn't take time. I watch niggas go and change, it ain't no time. They gon' try to throw shade, so we don't shine. We gon' go and try to roll it for the whole time. They don't wanna see you shine, we gon' bend the The mind of God is what you have to do. What does that mean? Go get something. You already got it. El Fatah. Open is your work. The becoming is your work. Everything you need, you got it. If somebody says, be ye perfect, You'd have to already be perfect because you can't put pieces together to make perfect those apart. Perfect is one. Undivided. Unbroken. Complete. Well, brother, let me tell you something. You already got it. You already are it. You just don't know it. And what I mean is this thing here does not know it is perfect. It keeps telling you you're making mistakes. You don't know what you're doing. You can't do that. You don't know how to do that. I'm poor. I ain't got. I don't know what. That ain't where the mind of Christ works. But that's what you want to quiet in your mind. And put, I can, I know how, I am. I so desire. For whatever it is you so desire, you decree it, declare it, and proclaim it. That's how you get it, because that's how you got everything else you got. As to whether you did it consciously or subconsciously, it doesn't matter. You have three levels of mind. The super, the conscious, and the subconscious. And you think on all three of them. It's what you're thinking that makes the difference. If you're subconscious, keeps making you make mistakes it's because you keep telling it to do so and as long as you tell your mind it's broken it's going to behave like a broken mind it's going to keep you poor hungry and scared that's imperfect turn that shit around I am G O-D right now I am master able and noble right now that's your prayer 
for transforming yourself to G-O-D. And don't accept anything less than that. Stop being a servant. Stop groveling in your prayers. Claim your divinity. Claim your godhood. Claim the knowledge of the universe. Claim your wealth. Noble Drew Ali told the Moors, each and every one of you is supposed to inherit a million dollars. And he said that in 1920-something. How many millionaires we got now? Hell, you can't... What do you mean not many? We got so many, we can't even count them, man. Where are you living at? I'm trying to tell you something. You have to get you past poverty with this. Quit thinking, poor. Quit thinking, I don't have it. I don't... I can't get it. Don't look up and see somebody else hit the numbers for $20 million and they tell yourself, I ain't, I can't, I, I, I ain't, I... What the hell are you talking about? Why can't you turn around and tell yourself just the opposite? I didn't win 20 million. That's what the sister did when she opened up the Bible. And the Spirit told her to read those verses in that chapter. And then when she got ready to close the book, the Spirit told her, don't close that book, write them numbers down. <laughs> and, 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 and carried them to the window. Wait a minute, I'm talking about right here in New York. A black woman who used to scrub floors for a living. Six million dollars that weekend. She ain't scrubbing nobody's damn floors no more. You know what I'm saying? You know? Quit reaching for the bottom. And the money's on top. Real money. And, and don't ask God for some money. Because a penny is money. And he'll give you a penny if you ask for a penny. You know what I'm saying? Quit asking for cheap shit. <laughs> damn supermarket full of steaks. You go in there and buy some damn beans and rice. What are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Get up here. Why is it you don't think you're supposed to live a wonderful, pleasant, prosperous life? Who told you you weren't supposed to do that? Nobody but you. Well, quit doing that. Yeah, quit going for the okey-doke. It's okey-doke. I'm poor. It's okey-doke. I ain't got shit. It's okey-doke. You know, I'm sick. It's okey-doke. You know, I don't know shit. It's okey-doke. <laughs> quit, quit going for okey-doke. You hear me? Now I'm talking to your spirit. Because that's what's going to get you out of poverty. And that's what's going to get you out of hell. Is the God within yourself. That's the one you're looking for. That's your best friend. And that's the only one who will be with you forever. When Jesus goes somewhere else, that God will still be there. You sure enough want to make him and her your best friend. A God that will always tell you the truth. Only if you will always Listen. When you stop listening, everybody starts telling you a lie. Because that's what you're looking for. When you stop listening to your own truth, take 
the responsibility of being God. How do you get there? One way, and one way only, by desire. You have to want to be God. You can't get there no other way. Psychological assumption automatically provides the means to fulfill the dream desire is the law of mind in action. The psychological assumption automatically provides the means to fulfill the dream desire. If you do not have the desire to become God, you are not going to become God, certainly not by accident. That's a car running over you, not God. You have to have it in here. If you want to be a servant, that's already in there. That's easy. Upgrade. You heard the statement, all grow up. Well, yeah, grow up. <laughs> and find out you might be 25 feet tall. That's the Reverend Biscuit in me coming out there. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line with Joey L. On the new Evolution Radio Network. Have you ever stood and stared at it? Marveled at its beauty? Its genius? Billions of people just living out their lives. Oblivious. Did you know that the first Matrix was designed to be a perfect human world where none suffered, where everyone would be happy? And it was a disaster. No one would accept the program. Entire crops were lost. Some believed that we lacked the programming language to describe your perfect world, but I believe that as a species, human beings define their reality through misery and suffering. The perfect world was a dream that your primitive cerebrum kept trying to wake up from, which is why the Matrix was redesigned to this, the peak of your civilization. And I say your civilization because as soon as we started thinking for you, it really became our civilization, which is, of course, what this is all about. Evolution, Morpheus. Evolution. Like the dinosaur. Look out that window. You've had your time. The future is our world, Morpheus. The future is our time. I'd like to share a revelation that I've had during my time here. It came to me when I tried to classify your species. I realized that you're not actually mammals. Every mammal on this planet 
instinctively develops a natural equilibrium with the surrounding environment, but you humans do not. You move to an area and you multiply and multiply until every natural resource is consumed. And the only way you can survive is to spread to another area. There is another organism on this planet that follows the same pattern. Do you know what it is? A virus. Human beings are a disease, a cancer of this planet. You are a plague, and we are the cure. Can you hear me, Morpheus? I'm going to be honest with you. I hate this place, this zoo, this prison, this reality, whatever you want to call it. I can't stand it any longer. It's the smell. If there is such a thing, I feel saturated by it. I can taste your stink. Every time I do, I fear that I have somehow been infected by it. It's repulsive. Isn't it? I must get out of here. I must get free. And in this mind is the key. My People that's awake and there's people asleep. Mm-hmm. Now, most people on this planet are asleep. So let's break it to the least common anomaly. Let's say the black community. Mm-hmm. We it used to they say five percent. <laughs> no, it's like old point something now. That's right. You see, that's asleep. So you're gonna be lonely because the simple fact that. People are asleep. Now, how is this? You have a chakra system in your body. And these are nine wheels of consciousness. Most, uh, excuse me, seven wheels of consciousness. There's like 160 chakras, but seven major chakras, just like there's seven African powers. Now, what has happened here to give you a scientific element of what's going on so you can clear this up so you don't have to go and be trying to holler at somebody and they laugh at you and they don't want to hear that shit. Because your family will beat you down, and niggas in the street will beat you down. You're going to try to give them a message. Now, <laughs> have you around here crazy. Now, the chakra system, the lower chakra is your sacral vertebrae. That's your root chakra. And that's where the majority of the people's um, consciousness is, on the root chakra. So the only thing that they can get down with is desires. What feels good. What tastes good, what smells good, what looks good, what sounds good. Yes. You see, the, Lord the basic sen- uh, senses, you see, on that particular level, they are called the automatons, which means automation. Okay. They moving, but they ain't, they're brain dead. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Now, you don't even get into this particular consciousness that you can partake to understand what things is until you're radiating from the heart chakra mm-hmm. you see the heart chakra 
That's why the Egyptian, the heart, the scarab, the heart scarab was the most important. Even when you died, they'd throw the brain away. But it was the heart that they preserved. Because that's another, that's where your true self is. But you got to radiate from the heart chakra and then you elevate on into the pineal gland. But most people's consciousness is in the root chakra. On the five senses, the animal level. Make it look pretty. They have a PhD with a degree. They tell you it's only a degree of information. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a degree of information, it has nothing to do with a person's behavior. Mm. Whether they're conscious or not. You see, it has nothing to do with what a person wears. It has something to do is where they incarnated down here on a certain level and they are radiating above the root shock. And I guarantee you this right now. Even if some of you all just coming into consciousness the last couple of weeks or the last year, I guarantee you, you always felt special since you was a baby. Now, I've been asking that question in my lectures around the country for, 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 for 16 years. And I asked everybody, how many of you all always thought that you were special? And the whole room always raised their hand. You didn't know what it was. You see what I'm saying? But you thought it was special. And you always had a thirst for something that you didn't know what it was. And it was this knowledge. Let me give you an example. When I was, on, when I was in college, I was standing up one time. I had finished school. And I was standing um, on the college campus with one of the coaches. We got to be good friends, one of the basketball coaches, Coach Holmes. He said, well, how do you, how do you feel, man? You, you've educated, you educated yourself. I said, man, I don't feel shit. <laughs> I didn't know at the time. I said, I told him, I said, I thought when I came here to this university that when I left, I was going to have some kind of knowledge. I didn't know what the knowledge was. All I know is what I went, I went through for four years, I didn't have shit. I, I knew I felt empty. Now it was it was you know it was a couple of years later that what I was missing I realized was knowledge. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I, I but but I knew something was wrong. You see, and that's what it is. You you always thought that you was you, you that, that something was missing, and that's why it's actually because you were, you, you were gravitating above the root shop. Don't even think about changing the station. You're listening to The Bottom Line with your host, Joey L. All right, all right, all right. What up, what up? Peace to the gods. Welcome to the show. This is The Bottom Line. Today is Sunday, July the 7th. Happy uh, fourth weekend or week or whatever the hell. You know, niggas are still popping fireworks, man. (laughs) Only in America, man, does this shit happen. Niggas is still blowing the block up days later, right? So peace to the gods. Hope everybody, uh, you know, found their way here safely and peacefully. And welcome to the show. Tonight, we're going to be going into business credit. We're going to be talking about starting a business. We're going we're gonna to dive into this a little bit tonight. Because I've been having some in-depth conversations with people about business. And I don't... I don't know if it's that people are like scared to like jump in the business or the business credit part of it. Niggas don't understand. 
But we're just going to look at it tonight. We're going to look at the different types of business that you can start. Now, I want you to keep in mind that any business that you start, you should put it under a trust. That'd be like the proper thing to do. Start a business, you put it under a trust. Or rather, the trust starts the business. This way, it's already under the trust. All right, so the call lines are wide open, 347-989-0194. If you want to holler at me, make sure you press the number one. We'll get to the call lines momentarily. Now, uh, a couple quick announcements. My man Jonah Bay is going to be doing a seminar in Atlanta. I think it's going to be the last weekend of this month. So look out for that. All right, make sure that you sign up and get down with the with the seminar. All right, come out to Atlanta. All right, come get that nationality information. And if you can't make it to Atlanta, we will be doing uh, follow-up seminars in August. Kind of like I think with the second, maybe the second and the fourth week of August, I think we're doing seminars. All right? So stay on the lookout. We're going to let y'all know what the word is. All right? So let's get down to it. All right? Tonight we're gonna to go into this business credit, and I wanna, I just wanna like give y'all some basic foundations here, right? And we, what we're gonna talk about is the score. We're gonna, we're gonna look at what type of businesses that you can start, because I'm getting a lot of people who are confused about this. And I think, I think I've got a consultation with a brother coming up about this very topic. All right, so let's get down to it. Number one. Before you start your business, I want you to ask yourself, why am I starting a business? What's your purpose, right? Because a lot of people say, I just want more money. Now, I'm going to tell you straight up, if that's your purpose, if you want more money, cool. Nothing wrong with that, right? But that really shouldn't be the reason that you start a business, okay? Because most entrepreneurs are scared as shit when they start a business, especially if they're not doing well. Okay? So, I want you to think of starting your business as a way to change your life. And what aspects do you want to change your life? Right? That's a really important question. I had to ask myself that. Other people in business that I know who are successful have have had to ask themselves that. Right, and that's really important. Who do you want to help? Why do you want to help? And what product do you want to bring into the world? Right, what service are you going to bring? And that's going to be really important in determining what type of business structure that you set up. All right. Now I know a lot of people in our community, especially in that conscious community, right? I'm I'm in the commerce community. I don't know what you know, I I can say that we should maybe we're affiliated with the conscious members, but nigga, we conscious all the way around. Okay, we're not just gonna apply our consciousness to one thing, okay, because business is very much part of being conscious. How many people you serve? Okay. So with us, you know, with us being in the community that we in, okay, dealing with you know, certain people who are conscious. I know that, you know, a lot of us like to sell products. 
we like to sell shea butters and you know soaps and scented shit and books right cool ain't nothing wrong with that okay but you only go so far with that so that would establish one type of business but then there's some people who you know who generally want to have bigger business so because see listen there's nothing wrong and I mean there's absolutely nothing wrong with being a small business because why it still gives you the opportunity to be in charge of your life now if you haven't read the book The Cash Flow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki I would highly suggest that you get yourself into that book that book deals with the four quadrants right you got employees these are the people who will always work for other people Okay. Then you have small business owners And sometimes your employees make that leap over there And sometimes they straddle the fence right? They, they say I'm going to be a small business owner And I'm going to hold this job down Until I retire Right? So they do that too Then you got The small business owners right? And some of these people they do, you know, they do really good. These are your moms and pop stores. These are your brothers and sisters who run their own businesses. These are the brothers with lawn care businesses. These are, you know, these are your plumbers. These are all of those people, right? Now, there's one problem with that type of business. And that type of business is that you're still an employee. You're just a employee for yourself now. You're a high-paid employee. Now, the truth be told, until I began investing in other businesses for equity, right? You hear, you hear that? Equity. I was still an employee. I own this radio station. And yet, if I don't monetize and create things, right, and find other ways to bring income in through investment, I'm still an employee. Okay, that would make me a small business owner. So then you have this other side of the category, right? And you got big business owners. Right? So you got the other side of the quadrant. Now, very few people make this leap to the other side of the quadrant. Very few people get over there because either they don't have the imagination, they don't have the education, or they don't believe that they can get over there. Now, this side of the quadrant is what separates the sheep from the wolves. Let me tell y'all that. You got to have a lot of balls to become a big business owner. Now, what is a big business owner? Well, this is when you, I like how the guy gave the example earlier, the cookie factory, right? He says, you know, if you want to, you know, it, what he says, he's giving an example of his mom and his pop, right? He says his mom had, had the idea that there was one cookie, we all just needed to break it up. His pop's like, well, let's go to cookie factory. Right? So his pop's just thinking like a big business owner. Fuck it. I mean, we ain't got enough cookies. Let's just build a factory. We're going to supply us and everybody else. we just going to become the plug. So his pop's was thinking like what? A big business owner. Now, this big business owner, 
because this is a, this is very important for y'all to get this right because there there are other people in our history right like the like the brother who um who created uh what is that Ford yeah Ford it was Ford right this brother and, and if you don't if you don't know the uh, no Ben excuse me Ben if you don't know the story go look it up right birth of Ben right. This dude, this dude was creating Mercedes Benz, right? He was making these cars. He had this idea, essentially, to make these cars. And this nigga was stuck in the mentality of being an inventor slash small business owner. And then here comes his, his wife, Bertha, right? Bertha's over here. She's like, nigga, look, I got you. We're going to turn this thing to a big business. So believe it or not, Mercedes-Benz really is the ingenuity of this man's woman. This is why you always got to have a good woman behind you. Now, let's look at this, right? Had he not had the fortitude to become a small business owner, right, and bring somebody into his life who had more vision for him, would he have crossed that threshold? So the certain things that we have to look at when you are trying to cross that threshold. Now, then you have your last category, okay? And this last category, right? And I'm not even looking at the book. I'm, I'm telling y'all the categories now because I got memorized and I know how the categories work. So then you got this last fucking category, right? And this last category is where most people would love to get. This is where your passive income comes in at, right? But hold on. Before, before we go to that category, I'm sorry. I, I, I skipped something about the last category. Okay, so the last category that we were just talking about, the big business category. In this category, everybody works for the guy who owns the business. So he comes in and he checks on the business. He hires a manager. He hires people to oversee the business, right? This is normally what you want to do. You hire somebody to oversee your business. This is where you get your managers from, right? And this is where your managers oversee the employees, right? So now you can step away. And you can consider that to be your passive income as a big business owner. Now, the category that everybody wants to get to, and I don't blame you, and if you don't want to get to this category, something is seriously wrong, but this is the investor category. This is where you become an investor either through your passive investment, right, or your active investment. Now, your active investment hopefully should become passive for you. Are you putting money to the side for real estate? Are you invested in real estate? Do you have houses? Do you have tenants? Do you have people who are paying you monthly? Right now, here's the other thing. They don't have to be the only source of residual income. Some of y'all make music. You make music, your music is considered intellectual property. If you're selling it, people like it. If it's good, if you have the right people around you to help you get it where it needs to go, then it becomes it becomes worth something. So now that becomes passive income for you. Why do you think musicians drop an album and they can go sit back and chill for eight months or a year or ten years? Yeah, man, I was just catching the vibe, man. I just I just wasn't feeling the music. But nigga, you were spending that money because you was passively getting money from all your records that people love. You see, so. It doesn't matter what you do, but if you create something, 
where you can have a residual income coming for you every month, that's where you want to get, right, that passive investor side. So when you think about your business and what type of business that you want to start, you should ask yourself, do I want to be a small business owner, right, where I work in my business every day? Because that shit can get draining working in your business every day. It can get stressful. You balancing the books. You cutting the checks if you got employees. How many of y'all got small businesses? Truckers? You may have some small trucks up under you. If you got a construction company, you might have some workers up under you. What about if you got a yard business? You might have uh, some Hispanics you got to pay. Now, check this out. Doesn't that create a whole nother issue? Now you got to check niggas' papers. You got to know how to look for fake papers as a small business owner. Why? Because you don't even have a compliance department. You can't afford one. See, all of this leads me into what we're talking about tonight on your business credit. Because you got to know what kind of business you want to you want to be. Straight up. You got to know where you want to get to, what your goal is, and where you see yourself in 10, 15, 20 years with your income. Listen, man, I'm, this is what one thing I, I know. Right? It's very hard to plan and see into the future, right? If you're not used to planning and writing things down. Right? Having goals and shit, it's important. Right? And a lot of us are never taught this growing up. So if you're never taught this growing up, then it's a, a habit that you have to acquire, especially doing business. You have to write shit down. Good Lord. I forget shit so much. It's ridiculous. Again, I was forgetting shit before I smoked weed. So I know damn well I got to write shit down. Right? So I be trying to write as much shit down as I can, keep a calendar. Right? And it's helpful. Okay, so you have to decide what kind of business owner you want to be. Now, if you want to be a big business owner, that's cool. Because what you're going to do is you're going to begin to create structure. You're going to begin to create um, some type of framework that other people follow. And then you implement it. It's like a factory, okay? We're going to build all of the machines. And all you got to do is put oil in them and then throw the seasoning and turn it on and let it do its job. A big business. And if you if you think I'm joking, go look at all your top CEOs in the world. Look how much money that they make. Right? Compared to your top doctors. <laughs> right? You, you get these top doctors, right? These top surgeons who... Who, who maybe make two, three million dollars a year, and then you get top CEOs of Fortune 500 companies who make eight, nine hundred million a year. Because why? Somebody created a corporation that's now serving more than what your surgeon can serve. You can only cut so many niggas. You can only do that so many times, right? See, ask yourself this as a surgeon. When Dr. Ben is too old, right? Because you see, Dr. Ben ain't cutting nobody's brain open no more. He's quote-unquote retired from doing that. So he had to go jump into something. Else. What are you going to do? Maybe try to become the president. 
because he didn't acquire any other skill, right? Now, he wrote a book, right? So he can sell his book. I mean, he's got other things. I'm not going to say he didn't acquire other skills. So the, the brother has other things that he can monetize. But he can't go back and monetize what he did for 20, 30 years other than selling his knowledge, right? He can't go back and be like, man, go look at uh, at Johnny, man. I, I gave that nigga a good cut in the back of his head, open that brain up. And every time you, you use that as a reference, no, it's not going to work. Y'all follow up, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So we got to know where we want to go with these businesses. This is really, really important. All right, so this takes me into my topic tonight, okay, which is business credit. And we're going to talk, talk about some business credit secrets. There's some things that we probably didn't discuss in the webinar. and some things that we probably haven't discussed before. Because, see, here's the thing. It don't matter what type of business you got. It really, really don't. Everybody has the ability to build their business credit. Now, that's based on the fact that we live in a society where commerce prevails. So, if you do everything through business, your life will actually be easier. If you became an investor and invested in the right investment, Kept rolling your investments back over Well that helped you in the tax world You had to pay taxes if that was What you were doing Or let's say You got an unincorporated association How you rocking that Okay So Let's talk about this thing And and, and I want to be really clear about Business credit tonight Because it's not personal credit Okay? It's not personal credit. Most people will never establish a tax ID. How many people, and let's just go to the hood, how many people in the hood got little stores, right, with no business credit? What, you know, why do you think their stores run down? Or they got little stores, right? Or how about this? How many people you know are running businesses out of their homes, been doing it for years? Never got a tax ID number to even begin to establish business. Why? Because they were scared to go get a tax ID. We got to get out of that. Now, how many people you know go to, um, what, what is that shit, legal Google, whatever it is, pay all that money? Right? Because they're scared and they want somebody to do it who they think LegalZoom's not, those guys not lawyers. Right? Just some, some people with a name. Fuck it, we're going to create something and call it Moore's Legal Paperwork. <laughs> and it's the same shit as LegalZoom. Right? So how many people don't actually go set up their own EIN number? That's like the first step. Isn't it not? You must have a tax ID number. Getting a tax ID number, right, is the most important thing that you can do. Okay, you got to start with that. Okay, now you got to have a phone number. Okay, and it's got to be listed in the in the local directory, the four one one, your phone book. Okay, now a lot of people go, so how, how I do that? 
Well, you got to have a physical location. Now, if you run a business out of your home, you need to get a business line established there. But if you can afford to rent you a little space, that's always tight, too. See, when I first started off, I had a little space I was able to rent, right? Pay a little rent for, and I used the address. It helps me get my 411 shit established, right? So these are all things that you got to think about when we're getting ready to start this business. Now, to get top business credit rating, you know you got to have 10 employees. Now, let's talk about that. A lot of people will say, well, I don't, how am I going to have an employee? I can't even afford to do this yet. Okay? Well, we'll worry about that later because technically you don't need 10 employees. But 10 employees, you know what 10 employees does? 10 employees allows you to have AAA rating. Okay? This is through B&B. You know, everything's a business. You get ratings. Now, let's talk about choosing the business entity because this is really important. And if you choose the right entity, right, you'll have you'll have some success. But you must operate your shit properly. You know, a lot of people want to create trust, but when you create trust, you want to be the trustee, the grantor. The beneficiary, you can't be all of that. So you have to create things properly. Take the time. Go find the right people. This shit is not easy. But you got to find the right people, have the right people around you. All right? Hold on, y'all. I need some water. All right. Now, sole proprietorship. What is a sole proprietorship? Do you know? Because a lot of y'all who work them jobs when you do 1099s, whatever that shit's called, 1041, 1099, what is it? I ain't done that shit so long. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Right? Or you report your own income. You're reporting your own income. Most niggas are, are so stupid, they go do that too. I don't receive no income. Everything I receive is for my ancestors, for under religious property, right? Under religious law. So, a sole proprietor, the simplest form of business. It's where you're the owner. You're the sole owner of that business, right? But there is no legal distinction most times between you and the business unless you do it like a DBA. Then you'd be cool. Okay? But it's still a sole proprietorship. Now, that is one form of business that you can set up if you choose to set it up. Now, let's let's look at this. What category of that cash flow quadrant does that leave us in? Because you realize that in the cash flow quadrant also exists business credit. I'll, I'll give it to you like this. Employees have 
personal credit. They use their social security number. Small businesses have, sometimes they have business credit with an EIN number. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they use the social security number as the guarantor on whatever they're trying to get. Sometimes they don't. And then you got the other side. And niggas is using corporate shit all day long. Right? We're using big credit all day long. You can become one of those people. Right? And and you don't even have to have the income to do that. You can jump over there just by way of your business credit. Okay? So a sole proprietor leaves you in the category of what? Hmm. What's your boy say? I don't know if y'all ever heard that dude. He said, hmm, move your head to the left. Mm, move your head to the right. Now, breathe out. <laughs> That's that big-ass prana, baby. Sole proprietor is an employee. That English dick. <laughs> I'm going to find that clip. I'm going to play it. That shit is hilarious. All right. General partnership. What's a general partnership? Right now, I like general partnerships because the partnership, right, right, is a partnership in which there are limited or sometimes no limited partners, right, depending on how you set that partnership up. And each partner has a managerial power, right, and guess what else they got? Liability. They got some liability. Now, let me ask you a question about liability because this is really important. When you're setting up a business, do you really want all of the liability for that business? You know, when Donald Trump bankrupts his businesses, you know, when he bankrupts his businesses, he don't own those businesses. Let me say that again. When those businesses go bankrupt, you don't own those businesses. You didn't own them before they went bankrupt. So I think it's pretty reasonable to 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 look at it and say, oh, well, man, this nigga's doing something in trust. It's got to be. So even a general partnership, right, which is fine to set up, but even a general partnership falls under the category of what? You guessed it. An employee. Y'all still working in the business. Y'all are still employees of the business. Now, you can acquire business credit. Y'all can go out. Y'all can get gas cars. Y'all can get the whole hookup. Right? You can live good off of your business credit. I know some niggas living really good on business credit, bro. You can go on Instagram and look at them. Okay. They take a lot of that money and they flip it into other shit. Forex trade and shit like that. Right? So, general partnership. Now, let's move on to limited partnership. What is a limited partnership? Because a limited partnership, which is, you know, for, for the sake 
of, of us talking about this is pretty much the same shit as the general partnership. It's just limited. General partners manage the business, and basically they're individually liable for the death of the partnership. Now, do you want to be individually liable for some shit? That I mean, they can come after you and all your assets. But chances are, if you're living, if you're living you know, how you're supposed to be, you ain't got shit anyway. Now, if you choose to do a general partnership, a unlimited partnership, or a limited partnership, or a sole proprietorship, you need to go get a DBA. You need to do that. You need to, let me say it again, you need to get a DBA. Okay? You need to do that. All right? Let's go on to the next one. Now, because this is really important, what is an S-Corp? Because a lot of people, you know, they 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 run from corp. We run from corporations. We, I, and I understand why y'all niggas run from corporations. Y'all don't want to set some shit up and have to stay on it. I got you. I get it. Believe me. I'm with you 100%. 110%. I don't want to stay on some shit either. Right? I want to be the owner of my own shit too. But you eliminate all of that when you just go set up a damn trust. Right? Now, what is an S-Corp? Okay? An S-Corp is a corporation that is eligible and does not elect to be taxed under subchapter S of the Internal Revenue Code. So basically, the shareholders pay the tax on the corporation income by reporting their pro rata shares, right, which passes items right onto the individual income tax return. So, you know, you set up an escort, you give niggas some shares in the corporation, right? So, for instance, let's, let's just say I set up a business, an escort, right? And I called, let's say I, let's say I set this radio up as an escort, right? Which it's not, but let's say I set it up as an escort, right? And if I did, what would happen is I would say, all right, each one of y'all on the phone or online can have a share, right? And if then that was the case, if I gave you a share, what would happen? Well, you get your share. So if the company made $100 and it's 30 of y'all, well, you divide that $100 by 30 people. So hold on, I'm going to tell you. Three dollars and thirty-three cents. Love that number, right? And you know you got to pay at least thirty percent on that in tax. So you're gonna pay about that thirty-three cents is gone, nigga. Go ahead and count that out. You take that out. Get that to the IRS. That's what S corps do, right? Now you pay that tax, not me. Why? Because you elected to be part of my S corp. Took the liability off of me. Put it back on you. Isn't that interesting? Now, I don't always recommend setting up S-Corps because S-Corps, you can leave people in bad predicaments, right? Niggas might not pay them taxes, but that's not on you. Now, S-Corps do get tax breaks, but what's the C-Corp? Right? Because the C-Corp is an organization that's organized by state law, right? It acts as a legal entity Distinct from the owners, okay? So a corporation has its own name, has its own powers to achieve legal purpose, and therefore a separate legal entity. So now, the 14th Amendment comes into play. This is what we're talking about. We're talking about uh, equal protection under the law, 
Now we on the big business side of the category. Right? Now our our, our uh, business credit can almost damn near become unlimited. Right? Big 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 business now. Okay. Now, let's talk about an LLC. This this is the this is a pretty common type of uh structure that nigga set up. It's pretty common. The LLC is a hybrid between a corporation and a limited partnership. So LLCs provide protection. But from what? Okay, personal liability. Just like corporations do. Okay? But LLCs receive the tax treatment of a limited partnership or a C-corporation. Whichever the members of the LLC desire is up to you. See, it's like this. If you set up an LLC, it could be a limited partnership. And then that means that each one of y'all is responsible for how y'all pay y'all taxes. I, I personally like that option. Because then what happens? Nigga, if I'm tax exempt and you're not tax exempt, and we made $100,000 in our business this year, and we elected to be a limited partnership LLC, that means that Whatever you got, you pay your taxes on. Whatever I got, eh, I deal with it myself. But if we set our LLC up and then we make everybody shareholders of our LLC, well, who pays the the, the liability on that? On that on that C corp? Who's liable? Okay, so let's talk about some notes on choosing an entity, right? Because um, you know a lot of people like to do international banking, and I understand that y'all want to get into that, right? And that's that's important if you're going to do really good business. You got to start branching out and dealing with people overseas. So if you deal with people overseas, right, obviously you, you need to look at offshore corporations. Right? And a lot of times if you if you want to bring that offshore corporation over here to do business, you set it to nine eight up and then you create entities from it. Right? Now, the offshore corporation, okay, there are lawyers or people who understand law that specialize, right, in this type of entity. Right? And, you know, you can basically achieve a maximum freedom from state and, you know, local tax, you know. And this is what they tell you about setting up shit offshore. But let me assure you that if your status is not right, none of that will matter. Okay? So, now, there might be some extra expenses when you setting things up. Okay? But when you set things up offshore, I'm going to definitely tell you that the best way to do it, right, is to always do it through trust. Right? You can set up things over overseas, no problem. Right? But do it through trust because if your status is not correct, you'll have issues. Right? Make sure you have people and ideally you might even want to have a trustee overseas. Who who will do it in your favor? Okay. Well let's talk about the Nevada Corporation. Okay. You have a uh, class C and a class S, right? So Nevada is unique in that it does not have state tax and it also enjoys special protection from the liability. Okay. But it does not require officers of 
corporation, okay, to appear on the list, right? So you can choose a nominee. This is why a lot of people go down to Vegas. Now, Nevada has a law that defines ownership as possession. So in other words, you can pass your stock like a football. Give it on to any relative you want. Right? And they don't have to be identified. It's pretty interesting. So with Foreign Corporation Act, and go look this up, the Foreign Corporation Act. Okay. So with the Foreign Corporation Act, you know, a lot of these you know, particular you know corporations be popping up all over the place, right? They passed the shit in the nineties. So, I want I want to just appease to, or not appease, but appeal <laughs> to your better senses here. When you set up any type of structure in business, you always need to look at your tax implications. If you don't want to be taxed, you need to look at what type of structure would allow me to not be taxed or to be taxed the least. Why do you think? Don't nobody never want to show their tax returns in business like your boy the president. It's perfectly lawful what he's doing. So, if you want to set up a business that's non-for-profit, that's completely okay. But you must be aware that there are certain things that you can and cannot do, can and cannot say. So, yes, you may get an exemption that way, but you're also going to get tapped on the hand too when you do certain things okay now let's talk about some disadvantages of the various entities that we just talked about right so advantages of an LLC relative to a C corporation now the primary advantage of an LLC over a C corporation is the tax consequence Right? So as a pass-through entity, the LLC income and losses flow through and are taxed or deducted by the members, normally retaining the character that they had in the LLC. So you got to think about your members being taxed. Okay? Now, what are some disadvantages, right? Because there's obvious disadvantages. And I, and I really don't have too many of them, but I think one of the big ones is that if you make 50K or more, they hit you for 15% on your corporation, whatever your corporation makes. Right? Unless you roll your money back into something. Now, I know a lot of what we're talking is, you know, this is shit that we have to really go over on the webinar. Right? And I could show y'all, but. I want y'all to just think about the different disadvantages and advantages because another advantage, right, is that an S corporation offers the advantage of a limited liability for the owners, but not necessarily for the biggest of paying the taxes. Okay? All right, so what about uh, an unincorporated association? What's the advantage of that over LLC? Well, I got an LLC set up. It's under my trust. Right? 
if it didn't make any money this year, don't pay no tax. Now, if you got an unincorporated association set up, obviously you're not going to register it with the state. It's not going to pay no tax. What's it going to do? It's going to get a DBA, and it's going to turn around. It's going to get a certificate of good standing, and then it's going to do business in the state. Under what? A Massachusetts business trust. Okay? You'll get a DBA for doing business as that entity. That's the trust. This is really simple, right? So, if I want to do business as an unincorporated association, the advantage of it over LLC is what? I ain't really got to tell niggas my business. Except for when I go to the bank. Okay? There's really no tax implications there. Now, if I want to set up big boy corporation and I'm going to hire, what, 10 employees or more and I want to get to that AAA rating status, I got to be prepared. I'm going to need some tax people around, whether I'm a more or not. Don't, don't mistake yourself and believe that they're not more who do big business. But guess what? Everybody do shit in trust. That's how the world operates. Okay, now let's move on. Let's talk about this Dunn's number, okay? Because the Dunn and Bradstreet number, this credit profile number, right? I, you know, I sometimes I play it down to people because it's really not a big deal for small businesses. But let's keep it real. If you really want to cross that threshold, right, once again, to get to the other side of the quadrant, what you got to do? Well, you got to go get your guns number, man. This is important. You want to play with the big boys, right? You want to get the largest low interest rate commercial loans, right? You want to have people consider you for for different things because... You know, this is what big businesses do. They go in and get credit for every damn thing. We'll pay you back later, no problem. We're we going to front you. You know, Dun & Bradstreet is 70% of the market, bro. 70%. So, you know, if you're a small business, go get Experian business, Equifax business. Those are good. I, I love them. And they're going to fulfill their purpose. But if you really want to get this thing cracking, go get a Dun's number. And start giving it out instead of giving out your EIN number. And I don't care which business you set up. Even if you're a little sole proprietorship, go get your Dunn's number for it. Now, beware. Them niggas at Dunn's and Bradstreet will try to sell you some shit. Because they always do. That's how they say in business. They're going to try to sell you some shit. But corporations, big businesses still follow that method. Now, I was telling somebody last week. If I got a corporation and you got a corporation, I can lend you credit. We we in the credit system by the very nature that we have businesses that are that exist. I can lend you credit. I can't lend you money, but I can lend you some credit in my business, and I can put it on my books that you paid me back. And that can be reported. That can help me, and it can help you because we can do it with each other. Y'all need to think about this. 
Now, Dun & Bradstreet is the most important institution in tracking business, okay? Your Dun's report will make you or it will break you. You got to get a Dun's number. I'm not going to beat that in the head, but you got to get one, okay? So, here's an example of what you want to tell Dun & Bradstreet in order to be eligible for the highest credit score, right? And they call them Paydex scores, right, of 75 or more. Now, if you go get my webinar, I'll show you how to get the Paydex score without getting the Dunn's number. But I still tell you to get a Dunn's number. Okay? Now, here, here we go. You need to you need to tell them, I, I've been in business for about five years. Okay? That's going to be really important. If you really want to, like, you know, you can go get a shelf corporation. If you don't want to wait five years to build a damn business, go buy your shelf corporation. They, they're great. We're going to review them tonight. Now, you gross more than a million dollars a year in sales. That'll definitely give you um, a, a, a paydex score of 90 at least. Now, 50 employees. Some people go with five. No less than 25, though, really is necessary. Okay? So your employees can help your payday score up there. Because I got employees, I'm paying people every month. My credit is good. Now, the next one. Your business can be based in the same state as you. What does that mean? You may ask me. Well, if you're a sole proprietor, you are your business, then you go. Okay? But that's important now. Now, because especially when you're calling up Dun & Bradstreet, they want to know where is your business. So for, for those of y'all setting up businesses under the 9A, right, under your trust, your business needs an in-care-of address here in the state. Don't be setting up foreign businesses, right, and then trying to go get credit over here. Don't work like that. Now, with, there is a such thing as a foreign LLC. What's a foreign LLC? Most people don't know that. Foreign LLC is when you create a business in one state and then you try to go to another state and transact business in that state with that LLC. It don't work like that. You can't step in this state and try to do business, not legally anyways, not commerce. You can't. You can buy shit, but you can't sell nothing. You better not come over here and try to sell nothing. Nigga. That's a penalty. Foreign LLC, you must take your LLC or your corporation or whatever the fuck and register it, even if it's a trust, in that state. So then you can do business in that state. That's why you got Massachusetts Business Club. That's why they set up shit all over the country the same way. Shit is uniform, so nigga, you can go do business everywhere. Okay? Now, Address in a phone that's listed under your business name. Phones that answer with your business name. You know, that's really important. You got to have a business line. Go get a business line. Listen, a business line will allow you to not only be able to generate more revenue because your customers can reach your ass, right? Or they can at least reach out, leave a message. Okay, but a business line also puts you in the 411, in the yellow pages, in the white pages. Well, not not yellow, but what? 
Which one is yeah, white pages is for uh I don't know. Y'all whichever one's for business, I don't remember. I think it's white pages, okay? So you'll get yourself in the phone book. Four one one. This is why I told you earlier that you needed brick and mortar. It's always good to have a business location. Oh, and by the way, an unincorporated association, depending on how you run it, can jump quadrants. It can become an investor too. If you're doing if you're doing the right thing with that unincorporated. Or it could become big business. There's some big unincorporated foundations out here. Okay, think about that. And now, <clears throat> back to what we're talking about, this dungeon number. You need to have a location, right, that looks like an office because these people go and look shit up. So even if you can get your little temporary uh, mailbox, right, or temporary address somewhere, because they sell shit like that, you can go get one. Okay? Because they'll call and verify, right, that phone number too. So that's another thing you need to do. Right? Call and get you a phone line. It only, it's like maybe 25 bucks a month Depending on where you at I don't even know if they still got Southwestern Bell But you damn near can use Southwestern Bell They like 15 bucks a month Around here so, Or go get you one of them um, What's them fucking Internet line things You know what I'm talking about There's a lot of options out here Okay. Now You gotta get a high pay to explore You gotta get a high pay to explore Okay. My homegirl, she called me up. She was like, hey, I just need to figure out how to get my business in the right direction. I told her to go get some gas cards. She got the gas cards. Nigga, she got the gas cards. And I was like, dang, you got the gas cards. That's what they sent me. They sent her a gas card in a week. It was a new business. She got the gas cards. Bro, she be using the gas cards all the time. I think she ordered one for a boyfriend. She gave him a gas card. So, so they both riding around with gas cards. And at the same time, she paying a little bit over the month and building her business credit up. Her paydex score was like an 80. The lady was like, you can pretty much apply and get whatever you want right now. Meaning I don't even have to use my personal credit. Okay? So there are three business credit reporting agencies in the United States, right? Dun & Bradstreet, Experian, okay? Client Checker, that's another one, okay? If you don't know about them, go check them out, okay? These are really the big ones. We're not talking about personal credit. Dun & Bradstreet, Experian, Client Checker, and I think Equifax does one now for business, if I'm not mistaken, okay? So Dun & Bradstreet got like 70 million people or businesses, I should say, that's registered with them. A lot of fucking businesses. Okay? So, when you get a paydex score, your paydex score ranges from 0 to 100. 0 to 100. A score of 75 is pretty good. If you have a 90, which is excellent, you can get that in about 2-3 months. You, you can get whatever you want. Now, based on Payment experiences, right? Which I talk about in the webinar, 
These are reported by what we call vendors. This is your vendor credit. Now, a lot of people say, well, how about your vendor credit? Well, guess what? You get vendor credit the same day. You set up your S-Corp, your C-Corp, your LLC, your unincorporated association, whether you're trying to be on the small side or the big side, niggas will still lend you credit the first day that you have an EIN number. Now, isn't that good? Because who doesn't want credit the first day they have an EIN number? Let's say you got a small business, right? And you're making herbs. And you need stuff for your herbs. Like you need bags. Right? Or you need um, mixing bowls. Or, or you just need supplies. Well, guess what? You can go to Uline. You can go to Granger. You can go to Quill. These are the first people who will give you credit as a business. Imagine that. Um, imagine having a damn EIN number, like a CPN number, and you just be able to, being able to go apply the first day, and the nigga's like, here you go. We're going to give you a, $150 in credit to start off with. It would be kind of related, right? But in, in business, you can go rack it up, man. You can literally go and charge up $1,000 the first day. On that damn business credit, and they'll just say, "Okay, well, we'll send it all to you. Send your bill, pay it off in thirty days, or sixty days, or ninety days, whatever they, you know, whatever they do." So then you have this Intel score, right? And the Intel score is the same thing. It's from zero to hundred, score seventy-five, right? Based on your credit experience by your vendors. Okay. Now you have a Duns rating. Let's talk about the Duns rating because. Dunn's number is not really based on the same thing, right? Dunn's numbers are a little different, right? Now, a Dunn's number are based on various rating schedules, right? They got schedules. So they change, which means that they change the shit based on how, you know, how they feel. It's a business, right? Based on the employee size, your financial statement. They also take into account your payment history, which really, to me, is probably the most important shit. They get paid this shit on time, you won't have no problem. That's really the name of the game. Pay it on time, you won't have a problem. Pay it off early, you won't have a problem. Business credit works the same way, right? Same way as personal credit. Pay shit on time. So then you have this pay quo score. A lot of people have never heard of a pay quo, P A Y Q O, pay quo score. Okay, but the pay quote score score ranges from twenty to ninety. This is why I told you you, you want you really you really want a payday score of ninety. Okay, so a score of eighty is pretty good based on your credit experiences by vendors, and you need three trade references to report to client checkers. Y'all gotta all, I mean, go research what I'm telling y'all. Say if you have further questions on this shit. Now, your Dunn's number, okay, and the business profile itself does not mean anything to real serious credit people like American Express, uh, bank loans, SBA. They don't give a shit about that. This is where your paydex score comes in. So, score 75 or better is ideal because then people want to actually start dealing with you. So to get a high paydex score, you must, number one, find you five vendors 
who will give you business credit. Number two, pay 15 days before your invoice says your payment is due. That means that you're being exceptional, nigga. You're paying shit on time, on time. Okay? Number three, after six months, you need to apply for a credit card, right? Or a credit card with a larger vendor like American Express, Wells Fargo, okay? Cap One, any of them, okay? That normally won't even touch you without uh, the paydex for, right? That's why I be trying to tell people. If you go look at my webinar, I said this. They won't even deal with your ass if you don't have a paydex for. This is the third tier. You cannot walk into a bank and ask for a bank loan when you don't have nothing that makes you credit worthy for it. Right? Everybody wants money. Everybody wants money. Everybody wants money. Everybody's trying to get money. But what you doing to get yourself there? Right? This is hard work. Not easy. It is not easy to change your life. It's certainly not easy to build a business because that shit changes your life. Because it gives you more discipline. It's like being a goddamn military. Especially if you're trying to be successful. And I ain't never even been in the military. Nigga, I've seen major pain. <laughs> I'll be talking shit. Alright, so number four. Ask the commercial lender a commercial lender for working capital. Now let me give y'all an idea. If you do business through PayPal or Amazon Right, and you do enough business quarterly, or not even quarterly, nigga. Let's say you do a thousand dollars a month through, pay- through PayPal. PayPal and Amazon have these services now. They will extend you a loan. They'd be like, okay, you make a thousand dollars a month. You did that for twelve months straight. That's twelve hundred dollars. We know that at that rate, you could pay us back a hundred dollars a month. So. Or no, so you made a thousand. Excuse me, you made a thousand dollars a month. That's twelve thousand dollars a year. So we'll give you a, a loan of twelve hundred dollars because then they know that if they gave you a loan of twelve hundred dollars, what happens? Well, now we can know that this nigga has confidence company. He can pay this shit back. Now, believe it or not, that. Has- Okay, yeah, my fault. They cut me off. All right. I should hate when that happens. I lost my whole train of thought. Anyways, let's keep going, okay? Obviously, I was getting into some shit. <laughs> Y'all probably didn't. Wasn't supposed to hit me. So, challenges to establishing business credit. And let's talk about this because there are some challenges, man. I mean, nigga, I done dealt with a lot of challenges when it comes to business credit, but. I think one of the big ones is that if you get business, if you start a business, right, people think, like, well, I start a business, man, I'll, and I want to go in and, and um, give me some iPads, right? So let me tell you what I did. I went in. I got an EIN number. I 
said, I want a new iPad. I took the EIN number, started the business, went to T-Mobile, and let them run the number. It says, we'll approve you for six lines. I said, great. Then they said to me, it's not they have a new policy, right? It's changed. But even the old policy was kind of the same way. But um, the new policy, you have to be with them for three years, right? And so the old policy, you didn't have to be with them that long. You just walk in and get the shit. Now, other, there are other places, like I know for a fact, that you can go, like AT&T, who will take your EIN number and give you a device the same day and let you charge it to your business account. Okay. Now, I know I was telling you about the working capital. <laughs> so, y'all can go get some working capital. That'll help y'all. Okay? Working capital is great. You just need to do some work to get working capital to have somebody say, yo, this person's been doing the work. We know for a fact we, we can give them enough money uh, in a small loan where they can pay it back. Okay? Now, let's talk about secured Visa business cards, okay, because these are important, or just secure cards, period, okay? But you want a secure card that reports you've done in Bradstreet and experience for your business, okay? Very important. Go get you one, right? Um, you can go get one from Capital One for businesses that have Capital One business, secure cards, okay? I mean, uh, they have one. Uh, who else has one? American Express has one. But you know what? The easiest way to get you one is to just go to a credit union, put a thousand dollars in the credit union, borrow against your own money, right? Do it successfully a couple of times, and then go in there and ask for a secure card. They'll give you one. Okay. Now, let's talk about applying for secure loans, okay? Okay, because they're you know we like nice shit. Everybody likes nice shit. Nigga like a Porsche and fancy cars and all that, right? So, um, you know, I don't really like leasing shit, right? I, I really, you know, leasing is cool. Like Jay Z said, man, you you know you should buy the whole car, nigga. Don't lease it, right? So, tractor leases, automobiles, um, what else? Um, nigga, planes. Boats, right? Because niggas lease tractors too, believe it or not. Right? All of this shit people lease. Right? They don't really buy it. So the way I look at it is if you need some equipment, right? You could get the equipment that you need. But if you need to get the equipment, you need to go out and you need to get the credit for the equipment, right? Don't lease it. Right? Because they're not really, like, a lot of times when you lease shit, they're not going to give you the business credit that you're looking for. Make the purchase. Well, I know so many people, and I'll give you an example. I know a cat um, who owns a recording studio. And every time it's time for him to purchase equipment, this nigga second guesses himself, but then he'll go and buy it. But then he will complain about the money that he spent out of his pocket. And I was like, bro, how, how long you been in business? He said, uh, about 15 years. I said, okay. You've had an EIN number for how long? Oh, I don't know, 15, 20 years, at least. Why are you not using your EIN number to acquire the money you need? And here, here, here we go again. 
How much business you doing to PayPal, brother? Recording sessions. He said a whole lot. You haven't taken the PayPal loan? You haven't taken any money from them? I don't understand. You will never get rich using your own money to do things. This is why they have credit, OPM. You, What you do is you create leverage for yourself. Okay? So whether you got to go and buy it outright, right, whatever you got to do, you create the line, the trade line, right? So how do you qualify for shit like auto or equipment leasing? Because this is, I think this is a really good question, right? Most businesses have been through the ring when it comes to leasing shit, right? They they really don't like giving businesses credit straight up. Like most times, if you want the credit for your businesses, what they gonna do? Can we get your uh, social security number? Isn't that what they ask for? Can we get your social security number? We'd like to uh, run a personal uh, background check on you. See how your credit worthiness is. Well, I'm gonna give you this other EIN number. I ain't gonna give you this social. Okay, but most businesses go through that, right? When it comes to dealing with stuff, even leasing shit, they're gonna put you through the ringer. So if you want to lease something, right, or you want to qualify to buy it. You're going to need some credit when you go in there, right? And it's usually much easier for you to obtain the funding from a leasing company than a bank. Isn't that interesting? Now, most leasing companies do not rely upon the same information as banks. See, leasing involves stronger credit and equipment with lower depreciation rates. So what happens with, you know, when you go and lease some shit, you know, they don't give a fuck. Like, is you... Is you going to pay this thing back? Is you bringing this item back? Can we recover it? Because leases generally, they look at four things when they analyze a company's credit. Okay, you ready? Number one, do you have three trade references? This is why I told you, nigga, you, if, listen, if I got a construction company, and you got a construction company, and you got a trucking company, and you got a, uh, uh, a shipping company, why are we not conglomerate together to become each other's trade lines? Because I know brothers right now who need new trucks. And I know you know other brothers who own their own trucks. We need to be conglomerating. And then guess what happens? Now we got enough credit between us because we've been doing business with each other that we can say we got three trade references. That's number one. Number two. You need an average bank account balance, man. You got to have a bank account balance. This is important because it tells the company can afford anything, right? Something. Monthly payments, something. We can see some type of cash flow, revenue coming in and out of your bank account. In a form request, right? The bank normally will get that shit out, right? So whoever's asking for it. Because if you're going to go in and ask for any type of equipment, they're going to want to see your cash flow statement. I'll tell you right now, man, I've taken advantage of uh, working capital. I use it. Right? I love working capital because then it doesn't, it doesn't interfere with my other capital. And it's capital that I can pay back slowly. 
and it doesn't it doesn't affect me personally at all. Okay, so this is really important. You gotta have your bank. You gotta have your bank account. They can stop doing business out here without bank accounts. That's not acceptable. Not in business. People look at, are you registered? Is your business or is your business at least recognized in the state? Is your trust recognized in the state? Um, you know, have have you have you properly, you know, uh, put up a website? Have you put up a, a phone number, right? In the public, like all oh, this shit got to be up there, man. People need to know that you do business, or at least are working towards doing business. You understand? I'm a private equity company. We have a website. We do business. Now, it's private, so it stays private, nigga. But if the right people are looking for you, they'll find you. Believe me. They will. Now, number three, personal credit of the officer or majority owner of the company. Now, let's just be very clear here. Your personal credit does not have to use the Social Security number. Social Security Act, okay, of night was it 1972? I think it is. No, excuse me, the Privacy Act. It's the Privacy Act, not the Social Security Act. It's the Privacy Act. It tells you you don't have to give out your Social Security number, and you cannot be discriminated against for not giving it out. Okay, so. If, if you own that company or you're the representative, representative of that company, you're supposed to go up in that company in the bank with all, or excuse me, go in the bank with all the company's paperwork and say, listen, I got everything I need right here on file, right, to become the, the guarantor. Now, questions are, always will arise. How much credit do you have? Have you been building your estate credit? Have you been building your Social Security credit? Have you been building your CPN credit? Right? These are important shit you got to ask yourself because when you want to do a business, right, it's cool. All day long you can use that EIN number and get vendor credit and get credit cards, right? All day long you can do that. But guess what you can't do all day long? All day long, you cannot go get a house or a car or lease equipment without a personal guarantor. So this is where everything else that we've been teaching y'all comes into play. Because now you've got to understand that, all right, I'm not going to mix public and private, so I'm going to give you this number I've been building this credit on. I'm going to give you this EIN for this business I've been building this credit on. And y'all going to rock with that. Right? Because it may not be necessary to use this information right in certain circumstances. But in most cases, in most cases, it's important. Okay? So, really the logic behind pulling your credit in the first place is that the officer or the owner of the company, right, whoever paying the bills of the company, right, they want to make sure that you're paying the shit on time. 
Or even if you got a trustee and want to make sure things are being paid on time in your personal life because, nigga, if you personally fucking up, you might fuck up this business. You might fuck up this money you finna give you. We got to look at things like this, right? Very important for you to have somebody honorable in your business who takes care of their own personal finances. Can't say that enough. All right, number four. Dun and Bradstreet, once again. Okay? Dun and Bradstreet, when you want to do equipment leasing, it's going to be very important. They're going to really look and see if you have a Dun's uh, score at all. Okay? So, the Dun's report basically is going to tell them about, about uh, outstanding liens that you got, uh, judgment. In the company's name, right? Bankruptcy, anything like that. Uh, in most cases, it's going to have some financial information on the company. Okay? Paydex score. Um, nigga, listen, if you got a low paydex score, you're not getting no money. So you might as well not even apply. You might as well work on getting your paydex score up. Very important for you to go in the door knowing, hey, what's my paydex score? You got to go in the door with that information. You know, how much am I paying to my obligations? Am I paying them on time? Because that could determine whether or not you go be able to get that lease or not. Are they going to give you that tractor trailer you want? That car you want? That crib you was trying to get? It's niggas out here living in million-dollar cribs, bruh. On business credit. What are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Right? So, this is really important, man, because you can change your life and your lifestyle if you just take the leap to begin to understand this information. Right? Now, I'm going to give you another step. Step five. You need to apply for unsecured business credit, such as unsecured loans, uh, working capital loans, bank loans. Apply for this shit. Even if you get turned down, you need to apply. Okay? So, I'm going to give y'all some steps within applying for unsecured business credit that will help y'all. Number one, get you a vendor. got to get you a vendor. That's important. Get you a vendor. Find somebody. Listen, you could, be, you could become a vendor. Y'all, y'all could become vendors for each other. Get you a vendor. Find some shit, though, that... Will allow you if you want to become a vendor, find you some shit that will allow you to be able to sell something to anybody, right? Like I'm, I got erasers for sale. You need an eraser? You know, oh, you know, I got pens. Who, who don't need a pen? I'm selling pens. I'm, I'm, I'm vending pens to niggas. I'm selling businesses pens. Okay, cool. Well, I'm gonna lend you a box of pens for a month, and then at the end of the month, you just gotta pay me back. Okay, great. So, uh, make more commerce, pay back the box of pens company, and now I got a little credit, a little bit of credit. That's fucking easy, right? But we 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 not looking at everything that's available to us. All right. So here's another one. Give your business credit with little or no credit history. 
well, let's rephrase that because I don't like I really don't like how they wrote that. Okay. If you want a bank loan, okay, they're not going to give you business. And I said this in the webinar. They're not going to give you business credit with no credit history. So go get you some vendors and use those vendors to build your credit history. And then you'll have a little bit of credit history. Okay? Now, this is what I do like about working capital loans and unsecured business loans. Guess what? They don't require personal guarantors. So... The whole spiel I just gave you about personal credit, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Now when we're talking about working capital, why? Because that's based on your performance or how much money you've had coming into your bank account for your business every month. Okay? Now, here we go. You need to report the Dun & Bradstreet. So if you know that you paid something off and they didn't report it, you need to call them up and report it. Hey, I paid such and such. I want to report it. And if you don't want something on your credit, call them up and do the same shit. You know, they're actually one of the only companies who will take the shit off. They'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. You don't, you don't want that on there? Oh, okay. Uh, uh, you, uh, yeah, you, so, so you bought that item, but, but it just didn't get packed. Like, we got you. We take it off. This is how they treat businesses. Next up, they don't treat people like this, personally. Nobody gives a fuck about people, though. This is this is a capitalist society, bro. Okay? Now, number three, apply for vendors that are relatively easy to get. Here you go. Staples, Uline, Granger, Quill, Best Buy, Office Depot, Home Depot. These are easy places to go to get your vendor credit. Um, oh, 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 here we go. Neiman Marcus. I forgot about Neiman Marcus. Nigga, go to Neiman Marcus. He'll give you an unsecured business card at Neiman Marcus. They love to lend the new businesses. Nigga, if you like to. Have you ever walked through Neiman Marcus, nigga? Nigga, I walked through there. I was like, I, I, <laughs> I caught myself going up in Neiman Marcus, right? Because, you know, I'm. I'm pretty, you know, I, I, I'm not, um, you know, crazy, crazy about what I wear. You know, I just make sure that I got some fly shit on, you know. But I don't have to have, you know, nigga, no $800 sweater, nigga. I can go find the same sweater over here at Macy's. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I walked up in Neiman Marcus thinking it was like Macy's. Nigga, that shit up in there is $1,000 or more. Some of that shit. Some of it's three, four thousand. Okay, no big deal. It's it's just fucking money. But nigga, I'm not gonna wear the same sweater I can I can go get over here, mate. Okay, but if I want it, I can get it. Why? Because I have the access to it through my businesses that have business credit, and even Marcus will give you business credit. They do it all the time for businesses. So, nigga, now that thousand dollars sweater. That we complain about We just gonna go get it And put it on the business credit And we pay a little bit at, at a time Yeah it was a thousand dollars nigga But I'm looking good And I'm only paying a hundred dollars a month on it. I'm looking good But that nigga said You looking good bucko <laughs> Looking good But that's your choice But isn't it beauty To be able to have the choice 
That's really what all of this shit that we're talking about tonight is about. Creating the choice for yourself. So, Neiman Marcus, uh, Nordstrom's, JC Penney's, uh, Computer USA, Texaco, Shell, Home Depot, Office Depot, Walmart, Target, Staples, Radio Shack, if there's any more of them bitches around. Uh, who else did I miss? I don't know, I missed somebody. But businesses like that, bro, they will give you your vendor credit. Okay, and a lot of times you can go to them after you finish going to the first people that I gave you, which is Uline, Grill, uh, Quill, and Granger. Okay, so after you've done all of this, right, and you pay these companies, right, 15 days before, remember, 15 days before, then you can go and try to lease the equipment, right, get you a Wells Fargo business visa card. You can go do this thing. Right? I mean, uh, you know, being a entrepreneur and a business owner is not as hard as it seems. It's really not. Right? You go apply for your vendors and all of that. So once you choose your entity, right, like we talked about in the beginning, make the decision on what side of that quadrant you want to be on because that's going to really determine your life, Right? Your lifestyle then determine what direction your business is gonna flow in. Now I, I understand, man. Listen, most people ain't got the energy to sit there and build businesses. That's what me and Jonah do. That's what I do. I build businesses and I build people. Right. So that's the business I'm in. I'm in the business of building people, building business, creating music. That's what I do. We create. So in that business, in the business of creating, we constantly, constantly are setting up new businesses, new structures. Everything I got set up is not unincorporated. Some of it's LLC. But guess what? It's not owned by me. That shit under trust. So if it has to be that way for you to do better commerce, for you to get yourself more acclimated, Right to getting the business credit because believe it or not, you don't have to have an LLC, you don't have to have a corporation, you don't have to have uh, uh what they call them shit, um, a 501c3, you don't have to have none of that. So get yourself corporate a shelf corporation and sit on it, sit on the shelf corporation, or go buy you one that somebody's been sitting on already, right? Because niggas do that shit too. Now, let's talk about it. What is a shelf corporation? A shelf corporation is an LLC or a corporation that was formed and then put on the shelf. And then it ages for a few years, right? And the company doesn't actually engage in no real business, but then they don't have no assets either. But then its owners, they establish trade lines, right? And they build the shit up. So shelf corporations often come with EIN numbers from the IRS. These are your numbers that you need to build wealth. Your business credit. See, a shelf corporation might also feature several years of uh, tax returns, maybe a business bank account with a real financial institution, right? So these steps are taken in order to make effort and make sure that when you buy a shelf corporation, you're getting something that's legal. 
Now, there's some common states where shelf corporations are formed, right? Delaware, uh, Nevada, talked about Nevada earlier, Wyoming, Montana, Texas. These are these are some of your most prevalent states where you can get a shelf corporation. Okay, price it varies, right? Some of them you can get for about six hundred fifty dollars. You, you can get you can get good ones for ten thousand dollars. Go get you a shelf corporation for ten thousand dollars. Make it see if you don't uh, increase your life in the next month and a half after you buy it. Once you start using the credit, have a plan though. Have a plan. Have a plan. Okay. So what's the purpose of a chef corporation? Okay, because chef corporations can be LLCs, they can be C Corps, S Corps. Okay. What's the purpose? Well, number one, people want to access commercial credit. Niggas love commercial credit, bro. This is how I usually niggas riding around in, in corporate jets and shit, commercial credit. Okay? Uh Loans, credit lines, okay, all of that. They want access to that without taking the time to establish it. So for those of y'all brothers out there that, um, you know, ain't patient enough to build your own business, go buy another business that's already existing, and then build it up, right? Uh, on the on the front tip, like you already have the credit history there if you buy it. So all you gotta do now is put it in the public registry. You're good to go, okay. Other reason that shelf corporations are good, right? Or you might have a purpose for one is you might want to avoid personal guarantees for business financing. So I'm gonna go get a business. I'm gonna listen. Put it like this: If I got twenty thousand dollars and I need a hundred, I might go take ten and buy me a shelf corporation, and that shelf corporation. Uh, will now allow me to go get a loan for 150. Was that a win-win or not? One for the home team, right? So that might be another reason why you go buy yourself a shelf corporation. And then you can avoid all of this shit that we talked about tonight. Or not, because then you still need to know it in the aspect that you messed the credit up. Now, People also want to save time by skipping paperwork, right? And they just want to purchase a corporation that's already established, right? If you don't want to do the the legwork, you can purchase one and then transfer it over to your trust, okay? Now, people also want the ability to bid on contracts, and some of them require certain lengths of business history. So, for some of y'all brothers out there who... You know, might be considering doing some bidding or something like that at an auction for equipment or whatever. You got to be a business for a certain amount of time. Go look for a business that you can find that's been in business, you know, for the length of time. And then you can do like we talked about earlier, and you can make it a foreign LLC if it's not a business that was registered in your state. Okay? Because to appeal, appeal, to appeal, to anybody who would potentially um, buy a, a, a company, right, or a shelf corporation, you gotta have certain things, right? You gotta you gotta offer uh, a trade line, you know, which just gotta be seasoned, uh, you know, just they gotta be credit ready, 
right? I got to be able to take that mug and go right to the bank and get credit with it. Okay? So, get you a good shelf corporation. Don't just get the first one you see. Take your time. Do your research. Take your time. Do it right. Like the song says. Okay? Alright, so... This is the bottom line, and we've been talking about starting a business, using business credit. I hope y'all got something out of this tonight. You know, this is important, man. I really hope that people are beginning to use these tools. Listen, you can't get mad at me, nigga, if your life don't change and you don't use the tools. Okay? Alright, now with that being said uh, You go to makemorecommerce.com Book a consultation with me, get with me Some things have changed on the site So y'all can go in there and check that out um, If I got consultation with you And we missed it over the last few weeks This shit been so crazy uh, You can hit me up And we can rebook for this week And I'll make sure that I plug you in I'm trying to get with everybody Because um, it's going to be a pretty crazy week for me So if you want to get in on the schedule And I missed you, please reach out if we have a product um, that you purchased and you have not received it, please reach out. I know those of you who have ordered herbs and those those of you who have documents as of maybe Thursday, Friday, they need to go out. I got y'all. Okay. Um, anybody else? If I haven't reached out to you, hit me up, man, because I got to take care of everybody. I don't want to leave no people out there, all right, who didn't get their product or anything like that. We we working overtime to make sure everybody gets their shit. Um, make sure you look out for Jonah. He got a upcoming seminar, bro. It's gonna be coming up. It's gonna be in Atlanta. All right, we missed Friday, man. Where nobody on Friday. So if you if you was looking for the Friday show, we wasn't on Friday. Niggas was asleep. I was asleep. Nigga Jonah, I think he was asleep. So everybody was asleep. Yeah, that's how hard it be working. So we ain't even. I, I apologize to y'all. We'll make sure we get it in this Friday. All right. So with that being said, we're gonna open up the call line. Go to the car line, see what's going on. We're going to go in a little overtime today. So if you're sitting in online and you want to keep listening, uh, when the show cuts off, you need to call in so that you don't get cut off. Okay? All right, cool. So we're going to go to the car Given line. Given what most quick. Americans believe. The- that's, not, that's not what we want to talk about. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break right quick, y'all. We'll be right back. We're going to open up these call lines, man, and answer all these questions. We'll be right back after these messages. Peace to the gods. Dipset. Dipset. Mighty Mighty Set. So all the things that you got to take into consideration. They may hate on you, but that hate comes from a lot of love. Some niggas just want to be like you. But it is mad because you getting it. And they would love to get it too, but... Uh. Jealousy and admiration run neck and neck Facts. Many boys say they lit but living check to check We on that big boy yacht, come with an extra deck I plumb cane into my chain, was looking extra wet Stay less, nigga, stay blessed Facts. I'm from Harlem where all we know is how to stay fresh 20 years later, if you connected, I ain't pay yet And since the young and the old head said I'm a straight threat In front of the building, the 45 beside my gray sweats My uncle sees when Goldfinger was in the gray lex My cousin Ty the first to show the black and gray tech I'm on the same shit, I keep a 40 in my gray tech you hear me? Some extra points, well, of course we sold a base wet And even checkers got kings, but I'd rather play chess now listen, dog. I jump a nigga 
nigga, then I take over. I left the watch inside the beauty parlor for a makeover. Makeup. Telling kitties we tired of the play play. Thirty in the forty, a hundred shots inside the AK. Shit, don't make me do the races like I'm TK. Don't make me do that races like I'm TK. Boss cars outside the crib. Snipers on the roof, nigga, look ahead. Different bitches, different coops through the years. The proof that I'm the truth is that I'm still here. We riders, east siders, wild drivers I sent them young sliders round your block Nigga, don't come out your house You broke, homie, so my name should never come out of your mouth The subject money and you don't know what you talking about Subtract dummies, my big homies love to take you out You see low riders front your bitch, girl, she mine now Jet light tattoos, show you what she's about Moves made, nigga, we just trying to stay paid You just trying to get laid, me and you is not the same Word to the bird, VVS is in the wings. I just stepped off the plane and puddles of champagne. On another move, another album drop, another tour, done another coup to cops. Another helicopter landing on the roof, I'm hopping out. Another strain, a nigga making a killing off that pot. And it don't stop. No brakes on the race, and I'm gonna drive. Nigga straight to the cake, another slice. Laid on the Gucci plate, hella ice and more ice. Ain't see the time nor the date. Boss cars outside the crib Snipers on the roof, nigga, look ahead Different bitches, different coops through the years The proof that I'm the truth is that I'm still And why do I say that? Because after 46 years and teaching you morons for 23 years, you want to take the easy way out. Because you think life is a journey. That is horseshit. Life's a journey if you're a moron and you're retarded. That's why, you know, that's what, that's what you've done with the life up heretofore. It's been a journey. And how good is the fucking journey? You tell me. Wouldn't you have rather, when the first time you went out with somebody that you thought you were in love with, thought is the operative word, wouldn't you have lied to have a, a template? Oh, let's follow this process instead of, because that is a journey. And all the mistakes you made and raising this fucking little shithead for kids you got, instead of having this book, life doesn't have to be a journey. It's a journey for morons. You think life is a journey for the Trump kids? It's a motherfucking process, the same process his daddy raised him by. Same for me. Life ain't a journey if you're my kid. It's a goddamn process. So you tell me if you're results-orientated at all, Who's better off, the journey or the process? And for the most part, most people in this room and most people listening on YouTube have to come to the realization 
as sad as it is, that you have pissed, you have urinated, heretofore, up until this morning, your entire life down a fucking shithole. Very simple. That's it. If you want to create massive wealth, if you just want to be a happy, slappy housewife from fucking Dundee, or a happy, slappy bimbo from fucking Toronto, or a happy, slappy guy who goes to the Little League games in Mesa, Arizona, then that's okay. But if you want to create some fucking money, and money's not everything, but if you don't money, think money can buy happiness, you don't know where to fucking shop. Say that with an Irish accent. Okay, if, <laughs> if you don't think money can buy happiness, you don't know where to shop. If you don't think money can buy happiness, you don't know where to shop. Correct. <laughs> uh, correct. And, but I mean, you can get money and then go save the world. You can get money and save the forests in Brazil. You make money and go save global warming, which I don't believe in. You can, I mean, and save the, uh, the kids in Biafra and all that shit. But without money, you can't save a fucking thing. Don't you understand? Don't the fucking idiots on YouTube understand that? Until you make some shekels. Until you make some fucking coin. You can't help anybody. Because if love got the job done, you wouldn't all be fucked up. And I've had mothers, daughters, grandfather, daughter, uh, son. I've run three generations of the gamut in this seminar here. And they all say the exact same thing. The daughter looks to the mother, you fucked me up. The, da- the mother looks to the father, you fucked me up. And they all agree. And where it really gets dicey is the second or, three day, second or third days after they have a few drinks, a few pops. Then it, gets, it can get fucking ugly, as Sally would say. Fucking ugly. Nothing like a mother to turn on her daughter or vice versa. Nothing like it. It's like in the fucking movies. It's like a goddamn soap opera. Because that's life. And if we admit it to ourselves, then we have an opportunity to move on. If we don't, then we're just fucked in the quagmire. You're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L. Where remedy meets preparation. You're listening to the New Evolution Radio Network. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L., where remedy meets preparation. You're listening to the New Evolution Radio Network. Visit JonahBay.com for more remedies. Tune in every Monday from 10 a.m. to 12 to Awake with All Set on Evolution Radio, where the revolution is the evolution. And then we got goals that we reach or don't reach. And that is what you're up against leaving here. First are your relatives. God love them. Allah love them, Buddha love them. And then your friends, then just general guilt, society, and then you're feared. 
you're afraid. You're afraid of making a mistake. And this is what you'll relate to me. See, I would think that when I list in your weekly report what scared you, you ought to be able to put a lot of shit down. But you put, no, nah, nothing. I'm cool. I'm cool. Nothing scared me. Which isn't true. If you can't pick up the phone, there's a reason. Especially since you have the templates, the scripts, and you've got everything. The only thing, and I've asked this, you'd like me to dial the phone for you. Can you get past the first gatekeeper, Mr. Pena? I'm going to show you how to do that. Can you get past the second gatekeeper, Mr. Pena? I'm going to show you how to do that. And some of the big, big hitters, as my Japanese um, mentees would say, big fucking hitter, got big fucking hitter this week. Have three gatekeepers. Now I'm going to show you how to do that. But you got to pick up the mother. Now some of you don't pick up. You have a thing in your ear, you know. Thing in your ear. When I used to run a boiler room back in the 70s, they, were, uh, they call them call centers now. But back in my day, they were boiler rooms. Well, I have 200 guys out there and gals, and I used to sit up on a desk elevated from about this high off the ground. And I used to, t you know, masking tape, that gray masking tape that you can fix shit with, masking tape. I used, to, I used to ask them, what hand do you wipe your ass with? And they tell me. Then I'd tape that hand, the phone to it. Tape it. And if I didn't see that motherfucker glistening from the lights, I was on him like stink on shit. Like a super, you know, like a uh, Marvel movies superhero. Why aren't you making a call, moron? We closed, we were closing motherfuckers. We were closing motherfuckers. I didn't ask if we made any sales today. How many motherfucking sales did we make? Because I only knew closing 94.6%. And I cried about the 5.4% the fuckers that got away. And they had a big board with my, my uh, records on. For the guys, the mooches in the boiler room. You used to have to ask permission to go to the toilet. Permission. And the reason why, why did I wrap it around the hand they wiped their ass with? Because you could disconnect the phone and sneak off. I know how to sell. Believe me. I know how to close. I'm a closing motherfucker. I don't know anything but close. It's about expectations, and my expectations are high. And at the bottom of your weekly report, you're going to have the world's records for every fucking thing you do for the next 12 months. You get tired of looking at that goddamn thing. How in the fuck did that asshole do that in 20 days? Is you going to ask? You, you're, you're, telling, you're not sharing anything. You're not telling the old lady. He's calling the old lady that you haven't kicked to the curb yet. That's your wife. See, you haven't kicked. You. So you haven't, you're not going to ask the old lady because you're going to say, Jesus Christ, I must be a real cunt like Pena says. Here I'm in the 17th day and this fucking asshole did it in 20 days. I must be a worthless piece of shit. I think a stiff drink and a good fuck would kill me. Now, some of you guys are going to put in your reports, well, I don't drink, Mr. Pena. You know what I'm going to say? You probably don't fuck either. 
Maybe you're going to say to me, and you're, I don't drink, Mr. Pena. So, you know, a stiff drink and a good fuck would kill most of the snake fight. So your excuse already is, I don't drink. So I don't have to be a good fuck. You got a reason for everything. And we got the Google fuckers here. No, I mean, shit, I, I am happy you gave me that information, though. Okay. We don't Google anymore. <laughs> That's enough. Okay, because I've asked a lot of guys and nobody, okay, and I don't, you know, and I'm not going to go uh, search. I don't give a shit that much, but I am happy you gave it to me. Okay. I did learn something from one of the kids. It's rare, but it does happen. So hope does spring eternal. Hope does spring eternal. Okay, but, I mean... Does anybody, no, I'm not going to ask you if you can relate to this, because I know you can. I know you can. You've never probably thought of it this way. You have, because you've seen this slide before. But You're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L., where remedy meets preparation. All right, all right, we back, we back. Let's go to the car line, see what's going down out there. Let's go to 850590. Peace to the God. Peace to the God. Joy B, what's up? What's going down? Welcome to the show, bro. How you doing? Appreciate it, man. It's Coffrey Bay. I just got a couple questions. A good show tonight. Business credit. Thank you, brother. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, we, we need it. We need it, you know. Yeah. I actually doing this show tonight. A partner of mine asked me to do the show tonight. Over this information, so I think it's right on time anyway. So, yeah, it's right on time for me. I got a business question, matter of fact, right now. Um, okay, what you got? I, uh, I got a uh, you know, organization like uh, Unincorporated Religious Association, and that association is starting a uh, basically a Massachusetts business trust. Now, that business right. trust is going to be a food truck. Let me ask you this. Would I need to get a vendor's license or can I just rock with the DBA and the certificate of good standing? No, no, you still need a vendor's license. When you're dealing with food and stuff like that, you need a vendor's license. You still got to get a food license and all that shit. Because this is what happens. You're doing business and you're interacting with the public. Now, if you was doing a business where you invested in food trucks, that would be different, right? Because then your company... Is not a food truck business. It's an investment company that invests in another company, right? So you invest in food trucks for equity. That that's cool. But when you're doing a food truck yourself, you have to create the LLC, right, or the, whatever structure is allowed, right? Because he, I know for a fact that yeah. even churches sell food, right? So you can still <laughs> yeah. probably be unincorporated, but they're probably still going to make you get a acquire a food license to, to even serve people. Because you gotta, you gotta pass the health code inspection and all that. You know. Yeah, yeah. You 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 might be a yeah, real cool nigga, but I still want you to have <laughs> take that health course class for you cooking my food. Because then you know the importance of what happens, nigga. If you don't wash your hands, that's because of shit. You went to the kitchen. <laughs> so so I, I would I would reasonably expect that they would still even if you was a church or unincorporated. Make you acquire yeah. the right food safety shit. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But 
The beauty of it is, is you don't have to be the owner of it. You create it. The trust is the owner of it. It operates in the public, and you're good to go. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to write. You have you have your trustee who who acquires the licenses if that's necessary. Bet. Or or if you're the if you're the trustee, which is it's perfectly okay for you to be a trustee, right? There's no liability on you. You only you only under what the declaration puts you under. So if that's your duty to have to go and acquire the licenses, then you do that, right? But if, if you know if they make you give your social up and you don't want to do all that, then find you somebody else. But if you don't got to do all of that. And you can do everything by yourself, and you're just the trustee of this business. And I'm doing business as the president of the business, right? But the business is owned by the trust, and you can do everything you need to do. Pretty simple, okay. actually. Mm-hmm. Make sure you follow the yeah. law. You be good. That's yeah. what you got to do. You know, every state is different, but you can set up a Massachusetts business trust in every state with no problem. That's common yeah. law trust. You can set one up in every state, and then it can do business for you. Yeah, basically an unincorporated business organization. Yeah. Okay, you know, I, I do business a lot of different ways, and and I'm I'm an experimental kind of person when it comes to things like this. So, you know, I always like to experiment, try things out. That's how we found out how to properly set it up in Florida, and then how to properly yeah, do it in Missouri. Yeah, well, in Florida, it's a piece of tape. Okay. It's uh, it's a piece of cake in uh, Florida. DBA and certificate of good stamp, and then yeah, what you yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you pay to register the trust. Make sure you do that. The, the, what you're supposed to do first in Florida, and really in any state, is register the trust first, put it on file, and then you go in and create the business. And then when they ask you who the owner is, you already have um, a registered agent oh. that you can give them, and that'll be the business. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. Okay, I got, so, I got one more pretty, question. It's real straightforward, God. Yeah, what else you got? It was kind of off subject about the uh, about the UCC. Now, uh-huh. do I file it? Do I file it with the UCC filing before I put it in the county, or just go straight to the county? Do you file what with the UCC? <laughs> The UCC filing office, and like in the state of Florida and, and my uh, birth state, they got UCC filing office. Right, but what would you file with them? That's what I'm trying to ask you. The um, the UCC one with non-UCC form with all the attachments. Oh, okay. So we we need to be specific here. Have you ever watched the non-UCC webinar? Yeah. Um, I actually don't have the okay. new one though. I got the old. One. You gotta get the new one too. New one's new one's a lot more clear. But um, the thing about it is, you, you file that in, your, in the county, you know. And if you can't file it in your county, you can do it in like Lamar County or there's other counties you can file that in. Uh, when it comes down yeah. to the UCC one, the UCC one is a notice, right? And truth be told, I've had a UCC one filed for for years. But 
It didn't ever do shit. It's just it's just it's there and it's on file and that's what it is. But at the end of the day, it's the non UCC that matters. And filing it with the UCC office and all that's not where it goes. It goes to the county. Okay, that's what I need to hear. Oh, that's what I was figuring. I was like, yeah. that's gonna seem right. Like I said, have to go through the state. Yeah, go to the, the county. Go, you gotta go to the county. Re- re- no, you gotta go to county. Re- yeah, county recorder's office. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, man, that's what's it. up, man. Yeah. All my questions, man. You answered them wonderfully. All right, my I'm man. Appreciate up. you, brother. Uh, hey, no, it's all good. Thank you. We in, we in overtime anyway, so we just slowed on time. Yeah. Peace to God. Peace to God. All right. Uh, let's go to uh, 813-431. Welcome to the show. Peace to God, Joey. How you doing, bro? Good, brother. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. This is a fire show, man. I, this this a download. I, I, I hope you upload that. Yeah, this is a downloader. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> yes, I ain't going to block this one. <laughs> I'll yeah, leave it open. Yeah, man. That's giving me till the morning. You can take it down. Thank you, bro. I just need it. <laughs> this, this was fire. Nah, man. you know, it's so powerful, though, man. We just got to, you know, we got to share that information, man. And, you know, like, my, my boy put it on me today. He was like, man, why you ain't? Uh, doing the shows, man, on on the business credit like that, man. And I was like, all right, bro, I got you. So, you know what I'm saying? They can put it on my heart to have to do something, man. But it's real, though, bro. Like, it, it's real powerful information because I can tell you from a nigga who used to be an employee with an employee mindset, and, that's, and, and nigga, I didn't know what to do if I didn't have a job. I, I felt like that at one point in time. So... To go and, and I had to read books like Cash Flow Quadrant, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Millionaire Mindset. You know what I'm saying? To get my mindset changed and keep reading. I think I read the books about 10 times each. Yeah, I bought that book a long time ago. I didn't really know what it was when I first bought it, but now I'm looking at it. You know again, what's I'm another like, book yeah. that you could pick up? is There's a book called The Laws of Thinking right, by Robert D. Jordan. It's a powerful book. Man, you was giving me all kinds of ideas because I got some agent partners, man, all across the water, man. You just give me so many ideas. I was just taking notes right now. These yeah. ideas, I was like, man, 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 your agent partners, <laughs> man, can be your business. You can be that. That's what I just. That's what I just was thinking about. I was like, man, I got one. Yeah. I got one in the Middle East, one in China, man. Whoa, yeah, whoa, man, man. that's. That's international <laughs> commerce, man. That's getting back to what our ancestors <laughs> was doing anyways. And let me tell That's you something. Like, what's, this was crazy, bro. I went to, when I went to college, I um I studied international business for a while, right? In addition to some other things. But uh, that was, you know, that was like a major, you know, that, that I wanted to go into. So I, I was studying this shit, right? And I was going to get a degree in it. I didn't. But I was. And so now I think about it. I'm like, damn, you know, that energy always been around. So what we have to do is realize that, bro, inherently we probably always wanted to do business with other people around the world. For real. We just For didn't real. really know how. For real, boy. You boy. people you, around the world open their arms to you. Man, you don't understand how many ideas you gave me. 
Listen, man, the, the LLC, the um, hey, sub court, man. Hey, that's what's up. But you, uh-huh. <laughs> listen, man. So hey, but mom, you know what that brother said earlier, bro? He said, he said, bro, money is about ideas. How many ideas do you got? That's that's your money. Man, Write all that shit down, bro. Man, I got so many ideas on a piece of paper right now, man. Just, man, they was coming off of just reading. I'm, I'm like, man, I used to fuck with exactly. that boy. Those are all too, ideas. Man. Yo, yo, your man. ideas. Yo, boy, X is where the money comes. Yo, there's a lot of money on, <laughs> on the stock side, too. You know about that game, yeah, you know? Yeah. And there's no lack of information on how to get into that information. Yeah. It's all over YouTube. Man. You can jump right into it. Man, that's why I need this show. I need this download. I need to milk this for the next couple of days. So this, this is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, I said it's mm-hmm. about forex. Mm-hmm. Don't put all your money in forex. I had a oh, no, no. that he was doing good. Nigga was making thirty grand a day, and then the nigga lost all his money one day, and that was the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I've been on the other side. I know not how you to, back to put it now. all in there. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't tight, though. You know, oh, yeah, you know. Wow. I, I mean, <laughs> you know. Obviously, obviously, he, he never sold a bag of weed, so you know. Yeah, yeah. Man, <laughs> man, you put all, you put all, yeah. put all your money. Don't, don't put all of it in there, man. Yeah, man. I got a little situation, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, we, we got a consultation, man. You, go, you help me set up some of that stuff that we kind of talked about. If I get a consultation, yeah, I got some people. Yeah, absolutely. That's the whole point. That's the whole purpose of it. Okay, okay. And um yeah, that's least, all purpose least, of it. We just go we just go over whatever we need to go over. Okay. Everybody send me their documents it. before we get on the phone. Just gotta send them to me. It's best to send me your documents like right before we get on the phone. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Other than definitely. that, they got they like get lost it. in all the other emails that come in. Definitely. I feel that. I was just talking like like if I need some help like incorporating some things into my plan where you like help me. You know, work out the steps. Of course, yeah, that's how. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's how okay. we do it. Okay. Yeah, you, you you were saying. Jonah said what? Jonah said you um worked out that EIN thing. I mean, how to get the EIN? You said you were still getting it. Bro, I don't have no, I don't have no problems with getting the EINs, bro. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's but why I'm telling people, I don't status, know what y'all thought. Your status different. Yeah, nothing to do with my status. I do it for other people. Oh, I don't man. I, I sent my 8832 in. I still can't even use my state. I can't use, man, I ain't finna use that. So what you mean you can't use it? What you mean you can't use your state? I, man, they, I, I tried to use the state. It won't let me use it. It keeps saying that this number's not. I was like, what you mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to talk just, to, we got to talk in the private, yeah, man. Yeah, we, gotta, we just got to yeah, talk in the private. Yeah. We can find a solution for that. Okay. Really All right. All right. Then I got this um third part. I mean, this inadmissible credit pool. Okay, I told you last week they 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 refused the money. No, they refused. Oh, they refused your um, so, your letter. Yeah. So as I was going through my letter, Are you sending? I, I thought I. Okay. Uh, you know, go ahead. I thought I thought I was being kind of kind. So after reading the law, I think I want to up my amount that I want to ask for. So can I just should I then just do, start then over? Do, then, just, then, yeah, yeah, I would do it. Do it and start it over. Send it to a notary this time. Do you know any notaries personally? No, nah, I got a little chick around the corner. I mean, she she's straight. I mean, she been fucking okay, she do all the okay, things. Okay, do this work. thing. She she might do, do this something. thing. Then then all you needed to do is as a notary, you just needed to send it out for you. She sends it out. That's notary presentment. You do a notary presentment. 
she sends out the new letters for you. This way, she becomes a direct witness to the process, right? Well, she worked at the UPS. Way, she worked at the UPS, so so she can't send mail out. Exactly. Have her send that shit out as a notary from the UPS store. She ain't doing nothing wrong. She's a notary. She's sending out mail on behalf of you. Yeah, because I tip a nice now I'm, when I go in there. Cause she, oh, they're going to receive that. They're going to receive that. Mm-hmm. And check this out. Mm-hmm. Check this out. When you go in the court, you're going to use the first letter as proof that you that you started the process. And they they refused for cause. Right? And then you had to do it again and use your notary. So they cost you even more. Okay. Make sure you pay the girl good to send it out for you and receive it. You know, give her a hundred bucks every or some time. shit like that. Make it work for a time. I tip every Man, I tip every time I go in there, man, because she's she charged me a flat rate for all my documents. So I I break off every time I go in there, man. I break yeah, off. Yeah, you gotta pay the notary mm. too. You gotta have your good notary. Yeah. That's important. Yeah, that's why I'm like she should do it. Cause I mean, I, I tip every time I get documents done. Exactly. So yeah, okay, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. We got we got. I, I got about 20 questions so far on consultation, Joe. I, I know you do, man. But it's cool. Hit me in the private. Mm-hmm. We'll talk. Mm-hmm. It's all good. Definitely, man. Definitely, man. I appreciate this show, man, God. Appreciate okay, it, man. Oh, man. Peace. Sorry. I Peace, appreciate man. it. Thank you, God. Peace out. Peace. That's what's up. That's a good buddy. He came to the seminar. All right. 720-538. What up? Peace to the God, John. I mean, Joey. Yeah, what up? Peace to the God. Peace, 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 man. Thank you for the for the tips you've been giving out. These are real valuable ones. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. These are the expansion tips, and man. You gotta start thinking like that. What side of the quadrant you want to be on, you know? Right. Right, right, right. We get too caught up in, and regarding... in, in the business in, in terms of, oh, what well, should it be this? Should it be that? Should it be this? Make it one thing and roll with it. And if you got to divert the body, do that. Right, right. So is the term share holder synonymous with beneficiary when dealing with business? Aha. Could be. Very much could All be. All right. See, now, is your, if your trust is the only shareholder, and let's say that the trust is the beneficiary, then that might apply. And you know, trust don't really pay taxes, do they? Or they pay the amount of taxes that they report. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is all. Okay. This is all IRS code, trust law stuff. You know, a lot, a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I really won't go into over the phone. You know, but right, right. it's basic shit that that we can talk about that you can go do your own research on. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because, like, that's where we at with this information now, where, you know, we didn't get out of so much information, but where people really got to start doing their own research. I'm going I'm gonna to give right. y'all right. the beneficial tips and tools now. That's it. Got it. It's all good. You know? So, from my yeah, comprehension... Now, now, what's interesting... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Just go ahead. No, I was just going to say what's interesting is that, you know, if you... If you use the the Constitution, you know it it really does benefit you depending on what type of business you do. So, right, right, right. Yeah, 
That's the core. What was you about to touch on? Yeah, this is cool. Man, listen, bro. If it wasn't, I mean, that's what everything is based on. That's what the the corporation that niggas is naturalized into is based on. Mm-hmm. Corporate. <laughs> that's what's up. Right. Subject that's the whole purpose of us doing all this. Got it. Got it. Get out of that crap. You know, you, you just become more self... Well, you, well, you got to become self-dependent, bro. Like, oh, boy, oh boy used to teach uh, Ali Muhammad. He used, used to really go hard on self-reparations. And that's really what it is. It's self-reparations. It's like, nigga, you're going to sit around and wait for 40 acres and a mule? Or you're going to start using all of the tools that you have available to you to change your life right now? Not tomorrow. Right now. Right. Tomorrow, not right. tomorrow, not promise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's damn true. I just went to a nigga funeral I was kicking it with. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, this shit's crazy. Tomorrow's not promise, nigga. So, what? It, what can we do today with what's given with us to us right now? That's why I be like, people be like, well, I don't have, I don't have no business credit. Well, you can have some right now today. Go get that EIN number. Go, go, right, go, right, fly right, for right. some. Some paper towels or some shit. <laughs> Whatever you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pen, so what paper. I was going to touch everybody on. Need, was... Everybody needs a printer. Yep. What I was going to touch on was, for, for my comprehension, there's a trust and there's business. For the most part, most business are trust, but most trust on always business, right? Now... That's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. and then because yeah, you have business trust, so you, you know, right. you have... Right. So, right. so and, then, and then you have and then you have a lot of businesses that are that are not trust at all. Right. Which is why oh, a lot of niggas yeah. you, you have to understand <laughs> that the, the, the purpose of a, of, a, of a holding trust or any type of trust mm-hmm. only is to hold the assets or something. So, right, a, a, and a trust can be considered with the like of a person, right? It's, it has the same thing, but it's private. Mm-hmm. So, you know, niggas can't, you know, it, you know it's kind of like your house. I can't just walk up in your house and look in your closet. You know, that's private. So right, that's right, what right. it is when it comes to a trust, right? Uh, if you don't have trust, everything is more exposed. You know, if you get a yes. if there's a problem yes. in the business, nigga, you become directly liable for the problem because you're the owner. Right, 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 right. It's just a tool. You know, and then you have to deal with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so you you touched on earlier that we should let our trust own the business. So basically, what that means is our trust will be like the Massachusetts trust will be the beneficiary of say like LLC, correct? Right. Well, well, the, the master okay. trust is the owner. Let's pull it up. Hold on. Okay. All right. Hold on. I'm going to pull it up. All right. Right. Now. So, like, the beneficial owner, not the trustee, though. Yeah. Yeah, no, hold on. Okay. Hold on. I'm, 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 we're going we're gonna to pull up a working definition here. Because I, I want everybody to be All right. on the right. Hold on. All right. Now. Indeed. Indeed. A Massachusetts trust is defined as a Massachusetts trust is an unincorporated business association created 
at common law by an instrument, which is your declaration, under which property is held and managed by the trustee for the benefit and the profit of such person as may be or may yeah. become the holders of transferable certificates, right? So those are your trust certificates, evidencing beneficial interest in the trust estate. So the holders of which mm. certificates are entitled to the same limitation of personal liability extends to stockholders of private corporations. This is what I was talking about earlier when you have right, an right. escort. Okay. Now, any Massachusetts trust desiring to do business in the state shall file with the Secretary of State a verified copy of the trust instrument, your declaration, creating such a trust mm-hmm. and any amendment thereto. The assumed business name, if any, and the names and the addresses of the trustees. See? <laughs> so any person dealing with a Massachusetts <laughs> trust shall be bound by the terms and conditions of the trust instrument and the amendments thereto. Any Massachusetts trust created under this chapter or entering the state pursuant thereto shall pay such taxes and fees as are imposed by the law, ordinances, and resolutions of the state and any counties and municipalities thereon, domestic or foreign corporations, mm-hmm. respectively. So the trust will pay whatever tax it's supposed to pay, but normally the trust don't really pay taxes. Now, in computing right. such tax and fees, the shares of beneficial interest of such trust shall have the character for tax purposes of shares of stock in private corporations. You see, mm-hmm. so it's about stock. Stock certificates. Okay. So when you pay what are you paying on that? Okay. So now re- regarding registering it with the state, uh, you said in Florida, which which it, it you said something about you registered yours in Florida and then you read something now which kind of linked something in my mind. And so basically say you got an LLC, right? And you basically the purpose of you registering the Massachusetts Trust is just to get a file number. So that you could get a certificate of good standing for it, is that correct? No, the purpose of you registering a Massachusetts trust is so that you could put the items that are in your possession in the possession of a trust, a holding trust. Bro, own nothing, control everything. This is the name of the game, right? That everybody on the phone is trying to play. Right, That's right, just one right. Own shit. You can't own nothing. You don't want you, you don't want to own a thing, so you put everything in trust. Right. That's just the that's right. Just, that really is how that that's that really should be economics one on one. They teach niggas in the first grade. They should they should start teaching that shit early on. Instead, when when they teaching you one plus one, nigga, they should be teaching you trust. <laughs> For real, right. that's how right. it is because it's but it's but that's how simple it is too. Like, straight up, like, mm-hmm. bro, if you create a business and the business acquires things, right, then mm-hmm. the business owns those The business owns those things, right? But right. if you own that right. business, but if you own that business, if you own that business, mm-hmm. everything that that business owns can be taken away from you. Right, 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 right. Got it. Got it. The, I, I was, but not I was more so, if you, but, but but not necessarily if you're a trustee to your business. 
Right, that's an arm's length kind of thing. You're actually operating properly as it should be because it's a whole other person of its own. Got it. Now, the question, I think I didn't structure my question properly. Yeah, I didn't didn't structure it properly, and it's really more so about certificate of good standing that you were talking about. Can you go Mm -hmm. over the significance of certificate of good standing and what's the purpose of actually obtaining that? Well, any any state is going to give you a certificate of good standing for the purpose of just that, to show that you're in good standing with the state. Right? That's a, All right. That's a lawful document that you get from the Secretary of State showing that whatever, you, whatever you're doing within the state, they know about, and they're showing that you're in good standing, mm-hmm. whether you're doing business or not. You got a DBA, you probably mm-hmm. want a certificate of good standing. You got a... You got an LLC, you probably want to get a certificate of good standing. You got an unincorporated association, you want a certificate of good standing. Now, okay. they may not call it the same thing in your state, but that's generally what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. 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 For Florida, what is what is the name of the form called to apply for a certificate of good standing? Uh, if you can recall. I don't know. I don't know. You got to look at it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, look at that. Mm-hmm. They're on North Ham, brother. Right. And then, if you got more questions, you got to get consultation. So, they got a lot of people behind you. Yeah, that's, that's about all I have. Yeah, that's all I have. <laughs> yeah, but for real, go 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 look it up. It's real easy to find. Like, to keep it real, right, right. like, those forms, bro, are all online. And you can print them down. Yeah. Even the forms you need for the trust. I don't know the form. Right, right, right. But you just type it in. But now here's the thing. If you have a problem with getting a certificate, just call them up. Call up the secretary Mm -hmm. of state and ask them for it. And nine times out of ten, Florida's got Sunbiz. So Sunbiz is their website. Gotta go on the Sunbiz site. Are you in Florida? No, 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 no. I was just trying to compare it with my state to see like synonymous terms and things like that. But I'll let you go what though. You I- I'll look it up though. Oh, Illinois. What state you in? I'm looking at some. Illinois. Illinois, Illinois. You in Illinois? Yeah. You in Illinois? So, so here's, here's my point, right? I don't want you yeah. to like I'm cutting y'all. But here's the point. No, right? no, 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 no. You gotta. Yeah. Yeah, you, you gotta go look in all of your in every state. Every state is different. So the way I did it mm-hmm. in Missouri is not the same way that it's yeah. done in Florida, right? Because in Florida, you don't necessarily need certificate of good standing when you're going to the bank. But when you go got to the it. bank here, you know what I'm saying? Now, okay. you got to go okay. on Florida Sunbiz if you want to find it in Florida. Or what you do in Florida, okay, and the way that it's done in Florida, when you go on the Sunbiz site and you're dealing with with everything in Florida, you can just do it right through the website. Same thing in Missouri, you do it right through the website. Or you just walk right up in there. Now, with you being in Illinois, go set up your trusted Illinois, and then go mm-hmm. to your Secretary of State, and any title that you decide to do, if you decide to work as a trustee, get DBA. You decide to work as the owner of the business, you get a DBA as the owner of the business or the CEO of the business. Right. And then you get the certificate of good standing from the Illinois Secretary of State. 
Now, in Illinois, yeah, I, don't know. I don't know how it works there. Because I ain't, you got to look that up. Because I don't know. I ain't never right, said that. Right, 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 right. But, you know, here's the other thing. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this, too. Whenever you set up a business, look at how much tax you're going to be paying on that business in that state when you set it up. That's going to be important. Got it, got it, got, right. it, got it. All right, man. Peace okay, of God. Man. Appreciate it, man. All right, peace. All right, four. <clears throat> what up? Peace to the God, George. Can you hear me? I'm, I'm right here, brother. How you doing? Yo. Yo. Four seven six eight. Six, eight. What up? Yeah, I can hear you. Peace to the God, Johnny. What's going on, family? What's up, bro? What's going down? I'm in and out the show, but I caught some of it as I'm rolling and working. Peace to God. First off, man, I want to say enough respect and honor to you, Joey. I appreciate what you do and how you build with us. And, man, it's all you know, good. I appreciate you, bro. Thank you. Cause like Jay-Z said, you could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Feel me? Yeah, you know? Thanks, no, I appreciate it. I was going to tell the brother about the uh, – he said he ain't in Florida, but, yeah, son, you nailed it, son, Biz. You put me on to that, and yeah. I already filled out my yeah. joint um, for that. Now, um, I created Mad LLCs under my trust. What I wanted to ask you real quick, I have an understanding of it. Yep. Um, my registered agents, could I use the trust? Like, see, the trust owns all four of my other LLCs. Could I use the trust it could be the as agent. my registered and use the address of the trust for that, um, for that registered that's agent, right? That's, that's technically what you're supposed to do. Because to be doing. what that's happens it, yeah. is, yeah, because what happens is, is that if you don't use your registered agents, right, that have already been established, then the state won't allow you to say, Oh, the trust is the owner or whatever. You understand? Mm-hmm. Now, does that have to be separate from your trustee, your registered agent? Or, you know, I know it's set up as the address, but does the authorized person need to be that trustee or could you have someone else at that at the address of no, that you trust? You can have anybody. You can have anybody. Else. Right. That's really what they call like a, like when they do process servers, shit like that, if you're being sued, mm-hmm. you have to have a registered agent or at least an address where somebody can receive mail. So as long as you got an address on file, you get the trustee can be a totally different person, bro. Heard, heard. Because what happens you if you start a business and in the, in the middle of the year, you got to fire you got to fire the trustee and have another one. You don't go in and just change the registered agent right away, right? Or maybe you do. If you do, that's not a – I mean, my thing is you just make your registered agent somebody that's not the trustee. There you go. Damn right. You you said it. You said it clear. You said it clear. You know. Now, I'm gonna now, mention now back to the show. Do. If you if you have a mm-hmm. if you have a trust protector, can you hear me all right? I'm hearing you clear, Joey. I'm hearing you clear. All right. If you if you have a trust protector, make your trust protector, um, and there and that whatever that address is for the trust protector, the registered agent. Her separate the addresses. Her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. About the address, does it matter if it's a domestic address? Does that put you in any jurisdiction, like having the registered agent in that jurisdiction address-wise? Or does that really matter? You know what I'm saying? Because you're setting up an unincorporated, you have your own registered agent and address. Would that 
have a big factor. I was just thinking about that. Uh, you well, me, Joey? it's all in, oh. it's a yeah, it's an Encara address. Heard, heard. That's how. That's what I would do. You make it. That's the that's the purpose of doing it in care of. You see, mm-hmm. this way mm-hmm. it's not, it, it don't have to be directly tied. You know, it's in care of trust, or whatever. Because especially yeah, yeah, yeah. if your trust is if you using the nine eight trust and it's established outside, you would be doing in care of anyways. Mm-hmm. Now, but if it's if it's mm-hmm. the, if it's a domestic if it's a domestic trust that you setting up for the purposes of a business or a holding something or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Just to protect property. Right, then you can do the same mm-hmm. thing. It doesn't really matter, but you might want to be careful because it is domestic. More, yeah, a little bit more yeah. pierceable, right? Domestic yeah, yeah, trust, they, they have to go into U.S. Yeah, domestic trusts have to go into U.S. courts versus you know foreign trusts. You know, they kind of do their own thing. Mm-hmm. Now, I set up um, my different business right now. The address is because I'm doing the business credit thing on them. But I use my trustee for all the business that the trust set up as the authorized representative when I'm applying for credit with that. Well, if they got the credit, you know, if if, if they're the one who got the the credit score, the trustee, Mm -hmm. check it out. The, The trustee is the person who you allow, whether it's yourself or somebody else. To do business on behalf of the trust in the public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so you know, if you ain't got, if your credit is trash, don't, don't make yourself the trustee. <laughs> yeah, somebody I, who, I, I, who I, does I, have good credit. Heard. We figured. I figured out. I'm gonna tell you some private stuff too, because Joe, we found out something with this business credit getting loans. Man, we gotta connect. We gotta connect to something, but I'll talk to you in the private with that. That's me and my brother exploring okay, that yeah. right now. And I know you probably know about okay. some of that. I got a quick question, oh, Joe. Yeah, um, before I go uh-huh. on my on my case, off topic a little bit. <clears throat> uh, I was talking to Joe Jonah about it a little bit. Um, in my first case, I asked for discovery. Remember, I got the discovery right, boom, from you. Yes, I did yes, the yes. discovery and everything. They gave me not everything, but they gave me what they gave me. What uh, some some of the stuff they gave me was um, my driver record, like my whole list of driver record, like some kind of CAD report. I don't know what it's called, but um, <clears throat> my whole approach I was talking to Jonah was it was all unconstitutional, right? My whole thing was I was gonna do on Monday. I was gonna do a 5.1 challenge to the discovery. Would that be the best way to rebut the discovery, saying that you know they didn't have no constitute no constitutional right? based on the discovery evidence they're putting on, how would I, like, rebut that in a way? That's what oh, I was asking. Oh, right to, protect, to, to, put, to, put prior, to put prior evidence in, um, like defamation of character and shit, right? So, yeah, you could do a constitutional challenge on that shit, just just to put it on the record. Challenge, I'm challenging Again. that. And then, and, but yeah, I would, to me, yeah, yeah, I mean, I probably wouldn't have that probably wouldn't have been my first go-to, but if, you know, if you feel that's proper, you can do that, but I definitely would have, um, I would make sure that each one of those uh, police reports and any information about the driver's license, make sure that you rebut all of that shit. I rebut all of this shit. This license Based shit, on, all of this shit. Basing it on the yeah, Constitution, yeah, 
I'm not contracting with y'all. Based on the Constitution, right. I don't have to contract with y'all. Y'all can't bring that up. That's not a valid contract. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you did you rescind did you rescind your signature? I never signed anything the whole time. <laughs> That's yeah, what the no, crazy. I know. I know that. I no. I, I know that. Right? You never signed. Yeah. You didn't give them a driver's license. But but they're but I they're get, bringing they, that up. Nah. Yet, exactly. Oh, you I did give them a driver's license. No, no, I didn't. I didn't. I'm. I did not. Hell, I don't have one. Right. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. But is there one in the system for you? Yes. Right. So yeah. they're using yeah. that record. Yeah, man. Hell yeah, they're using that, and they're using that driver's license because you never extinguished exactly. the contracts. Well, and you ain't put no like eight contract. years ago. <laughs> so I haven't used that shit like eight years, still, Joey. They, so. It's, it's a con. It's a, bro, bro. Her, that is her. contract. So what nigga, is you lay down so, with the snakes, nigga. You gonna you gonna probably become one. Not saying you won. <laughs> what, what I'm saying. I got you. But, uh, I got no, you. I, I, you know, you know what I'm saying. Like, like when you go get a license, nigga, nigga, they, nigga, they forever make you part of their shit, nigga. So you, unless now, you decide to come out, nigga, you, you damn near might as well be part of the machine. Now, in saying that, I was saying, now, what's the approach to to combat what they're putting on the record? You know, I, Joni was telling me about the well, constitutional challenges, and you was telling me about rebutting it. Well, point for point. Well, Go ahead, Joni. Okay, bro. Well, everything, everything they put on the record, you rebut it mm-hmm. point for point, right? Obviously. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, bro. Everything that they have on the record against you, like if it's a contract, right? They're saying, "Oh, here's this, here's this driving record. Here's this driving record. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's my driving record. I'll write. Well, here's a rescission of signature on top of that. Uh, here's my affidavit rebutting that driving record, right? And then here's my challenge to all of that shit. Heard. Now that sounds like a, a game plan. It makes sense. See, I'm seeing like that's kind of play here. Do it. I mean, no, no, no. I'm, I'm that's why I asked the question. I, I thought you, I thought you Yo, the case already. <laughs> I'm in it still. This is the this is the first one right here, and I got the discovery. So we go into trial next week. So I just got discovery oh, okay. a week ago. So I was like, okay, what do I do with this discovery? Do I rebut it? Do I challenge what they put on the record? This don't belong to me. I'm not a U.S. citizen. You know, so on and so forth. You know, you're trying to say I'm somebody else. You got what I'm saying? But you right. did make a good yeah. point oh, yeah. the rescission of the contract. Would I just do that? Yeah, that would I have was, to well, pull the contract. original contract? contract? I would. If you if you have okay. the original driving record, driving contract, you could probably get it from the Department of Motor Vehicles or something, bro. Or um, mm-hmm. like here, mm-hmm. where I'm at, you got to get it from uh, the Director of Revenue, right? So... It just depends on where you at. Get that contract, bro, and receive your signature on that shit. Heard, and then everybody um, do the I would, pretty much a challenge put, to put it. it on the, yeah, put it, put it in on the record. Heard, heard. Oh, that's what I need to ask you. If you put in a challenge already, I put in one earlier in the case, like a year ago in the case, and he denied it on some bullshit. Could I bring that? Could I do another one, or would I have to? You know, I mean, we didn't go to trial yet. Could I put another one on the record, or, or would that many, not be? You can do as many constitutional, you can do as many constitutional hey. challenges as you want, or or you hey, can hey. just bring that up and you know, and have to take judicial notice of it. Oh, of the challenge, yeah, her, 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 yeah, her. Mm-hmm. Got you, got you. 
and then just enter that into the record as evidence. Hey, this is my rebuttal of this all this stuff. Yeah, I got a lot of yeah. stuff I put in the record since last year. If you know I've been fucked up this shit for damn near nine months now, so I'm like, I put a dismissal on that shit. So he recognized the Constitution, so everything I could stick on the Constitution, that's what I was trying to aim. But you gave me good game and uh, rebutting it and then challenging it. Yeah. You know, yeah. having my yeah, for sure. I mean, it, you know, you got to, you got to, you know, you, in them courts that you in right now, you got to play around, you know, but cause they, they know that game. Mm-hmm. Of it. Yeah, I remember. I, I beat, know. I beat them in that court two years ago, so they know that. Yeah, it's crazy out here. That's why they're not they got three prosecutors like on me, John. I did. It's on the record. I'm just going to pull it. Everything's on the record. They just keep trying to dick it. So he's trying to hold me yeah, out for well, trial because, you well, know. But you also got to remember, too, you got to remember, too, that they're making money off of you right now, too. They're going to make as much yeah. money as they can off of you, too. That's what happens. You're yeah. bond, aren't you? I am. Yeah. <laughs> I am. But yeah. they did. That was another funny situation, too. But yeah, it's, it, yeah, I'm on bond. You know what I mean? I, yeah. This shit crazy, bro. Okay. Shit so crazy. But yeah. I, know, oh, yeah. I already know. I appreciate it, God. Okay, God. All right, peace peace God. to the God. No doubt. Peace to the God. Yeah, buddy. That's a tough situation. All right, 225, 324. What up? Peace to the God. What's up, man? Peace to the God. Peace to the God, man. What's going on with you? How you doing? I'm well, bro. Yourself? That'll work. Hey, I got a quick question about the uh, default judgment. Should I uh, put in a a motion for entry? (laughs) I I knew you was going to call me, nigga. I need to yeah, I just put the detail. Let me pull up your your, your joint. So in Rule Fifty Five, um, you can do an entry or default of judgment, right? When a party against whom a judgment for affirmative relief is sought. Has failed to plead or otherwise defend as provided by these rules, and that fact is made to appear. Rule 55 of the Federal Rules of Civil Procedure asks the court to enter default judgment against Hull for failing to timely respond to his third party complaint. The grievance may not proceed directly to default judgment, however, before receiving an entry of default. Rule 55 contemplates a two step process by which a party first receives. An entry of default under Rule 55A, and then applies the default under Rule 55B. Because McGreevy cannot proceed directly to default judgment, the court construes its motions as for one entry of default rather than the default judgment. Now, this is a good find. So now, the question that I'm going to ask you, brother, is under Rule 55A, have you gotten your uh, your entry? Oh, I um see that's why I was uh, I was asking y'all I could put the entry in first before I do the default judgment, right? Do, do I it under Rule Fifty Five A, and then if right, you cite the case, cite the case. I got you. 
cite the case. I got you. I see what you're saying. Yep. Yep. Because because what the, what what this is telling me here is that under Rule 55A, which provides for entry of default, right? Because you're asking for default judgment, right? Not right. asking for summary judgment. You're asking for default judgment based on them not doing what they were supposed to do. Boom. What's the next right. step then? The next step then, you go into your your, uh, your your entry judgment, and then you go into your default, which would make the most sense to me because you got to – you, you, you would have to do an entry to even get into that part. I think if right. you do that inside the case, you could be in for that win that you're looking for. Right. I'm um, <clears throat> I'm gonna finish that up tonight and go file it tomorrow. Okay, you know. I'll reach out to you, man. This week we we go out. Oh yeah. All right, that's cool. But um, that's all I had, man. I was getting late. Somebody else right. might have a question. No, it's all good. It's all good. We almost yeah. at the end of that line. I'm trying to get to everybody right now. Yeah, man. Appreciate I, you I appreciate your help. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah get, it's all good. It's all, it's all good. I, I'll reach out to you tomorrow so we can wrap. All right then, bro. All right. Okay, God. Peace to the God. Peace to God. All right. 310-403. What up? Joey bit it down. What's up, man? What's up? Peace to God. Peace, peace. It's Will. Yeah. Um, That's all good. What's the word? It's good, man. Hey, I was, so I was going to ask you uh, regarding, like, the, the trust and all that. So me and a few fellas, man, we, we got together, and, we, you know, we we're going to do a uh, trust and everything, and we are going to try to get a 9-8 for it. And uh, we called in. To get the nine eight, and the name we agreed upon had the word holdings in it, and uh, everything was going smooth. You they know, told, to get the nine eight, they and, told you you couldn't. They told you couldn't use the word holdings. Yeah, as soon as as soon as that word holdings was spoke, they were like, nope, that's a business trust. You gotta you gotta fax it in. You gotta fax it in. Like I mean, I, it it, it, we tried it like twice, and they said the same thing. As soon as that word holdings was spoken, they were like, nope, that's a business trust. You gotta call it in. Yeah, let me tell you the other problem you're going to have, because I have, you know, I have that in one of my companies, but another problem you're going to have is, um, is, <laughs> is going to the bank. Mm-hmm. Really? You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, okay. You're going to have, you're yeah, gonna have yeah. a few banks who... who you, who, who may deny you because of that name, because of the holdings. So what I would do is, and, and they're very right by telling you that, that's commerce. Remember, 9-8 can't do commerce. Mm-hmm. It's a holdings. Right. <laughs> but to them, right. they, look, they, look at hold, they look at holdings like you're doing commerce. Got you. Okay. So that's why that word triggered that. Oh yeah, it triggers the banks too. I can tell you. Okay. Bank so, of America was so like, no, we can't open up an account for you here. Just because it got holdings in it. Okay. Yep. Okay. So well, what we yeah, what any, we any financial was, words. Uh, 
Uh, I got you. Got you. Okay. We just need to go back and do that. What we ended up doing was um, faxing it in. So we faxed it in, you know, with the, um, I ended up using my 9-8 number as a responsible party, faxed it in, you know, with the form, and they ended up sending, you know, like a, whatever, you know, 8-3 or whatever number it was as a trust. Like, so we got the, 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 the tax identification number as a trust, but you right. gave us like the 8-3 number for it. So even, and they got the word holdings in it. So even with that, we probably still have a have a problem going to the bank because it got the word holdings in it. Not necessarily. I mean, I like I said, I have a company that has that that name that that word in the name. So that that's not necessarily okay. the, the, the issue. Um, it's just telling okay. you where that when you do it as a nine eight, you're gonna have problems. You can set up an okay. LLC and do it like yeah. that, or. Or another, or like a domestic trust, and do it like that. But they're not gonna let you. When you try and do it like that, foreign. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, because we were trying to do. They, they, they funny. Mm-hmm. For every reason, what? I said whatever reason they funny style about the name, about what names that you yeah, use. Yeah, you know, now what you could try to do is if it's not done under the nine eight, you can just do it online with no problem. But you're doing it under the nine eight like that, they're gonna give you some issues. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can guarantee that. I figure we already got we already got the number with the nine eight as a responsible party and it's it's its own trust and mm-hmm. it's basically they gave us a business trust number. So now mm-hmm. like uh I think I guess Maryland is probably kind of like Florida. It, uh, we couldn't get the DBA for it. They said you got to register the trust before you can get a DBA for it. Right, right, so right. Register. But there's nothing wrong with yeah, that. Yeah. You, you register the trust, and then and then you yeah. get the DBA for the trust, and and then the trust can now do business. Trust can now. Create okay, that's what I was going to ask you. So there's nothing. And, and then any businesses that you create in Maryland, you put. You just make the owner of them the trust. Right. Okay. That's what I was going to ask you. So there's nothing wrong with registering that trust with the state, basically. That's not going to fuck anything up. You got, you got to okay. do it if you want. If you want to do it properly, you got to do it like that. Registering it was just showing okay. them your declaration and paying the fee. It's not like car registration. Gotcha. Completely different deal. Huh? Okay. Yeah, okay. it's not like yeah, it's not like it's not like registering a car. Yeah, this is a whole different thing. Because you're doing gotcha. this with the Secretary right, of State, they put it on file. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so then we cool. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's what's up. Now, uh, separate question. So yeah, what you got? Well, I get well. I guess we're on the same line. So. Say so you got something like that, and uh, as far as a trustee going in to open the bank account, when you're ready to open up the bank account, can you, is there any any drawback to using somebody to go in there with a CPN to open up the bank account for the trust, like as a trustee? That's, of there's course. Not, there's wrong with that, right? there, can always, there can always be a drawback. You ain't got no ID for that. 
Well, I mean, if you got a CPN set up in their strawman name. If if that's how you have it and somebody's using it and they've been using it successfully, I don't really see an issue with doing that. But, um, you know, you got to experiment with that. I'm not going to say, yes, you should do that or no, you shouldn't. Um, that's really experimentation. Okay. Honestly, like, you know, because that works for some people in some places and some places it don't work for people. The honest I truth got you. about it. I got you. you know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, yeah, I, I, I Okay. Yeah. That's the song. Yeah. Something yeah, that's that only that going to work pretty much on. Say that again? No, you said. I, I you said what? what? I didn't hear you. What'd you say, bro? No, I'm good. I'm good. I was listening to you, man. Okay. All right. I appreciate you calling, bro. Sorry, man. I'm trying right. to switch these damn headphones, so I'm trying to make sure you can hear me and shit. That's why I said I couldn't hear you. The damn, I don't know if y'all ever use these earpods. These things are dying on you, man. Nah, nah, we good. We good. Yeah, that's the that's the next step then to get that get that shit going, get the bank account open, and start getting that business credit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what's up though, because you got right. a conglomerate of people that you're working with. So y'all keep doing that, man. You need some help in the private. All right. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. We definitely probably gonna end up hitting you up eventually. All right. Okay. Peace out. All right. Peace. All right. Let's see. We got a couple more minutes. I'm gonna try to get the rest of y'all in here real quick. Seven one eight four nine zero. What up? Peace to the gods, Joey. Peace to the gods. What's up, bro? Peace to the gods. How you doing? Everything good, man. First off, I just wanna say. I'm glad you opened up back the chat. You know what I'm saying? Niggas like Green's Gatling, I need that, man. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt, no doubt. I, yeah. I, I actually just, you know, I'm gonna... I, got, I got a better phone, so it lets me open the chat from my phone and shit. Because I don't always be sitting in front of the computer when I'm doing the show. So I open the chat from the phone. Um, and so yeah, let everybody get in. You know what I mean? So word up. Yeah, man. It's needed, man. But I'm going to keep it real short, man, because I know it's about that time. You know what I'm saying? So let me just recap real quick. I got the DBA. Okay. I got the DUNS number. I got the EIN, of course. You know, I got everything in. Um, Now I'm dealing with the vendors. I got three out of the – because I know you need five vendors to get that paid that yep, yep. Correct, right? Well, you don't need, you need five need vendors. Five. You just need really five payment experiences. So you can go back to those same vendors and get, you know what I'm saying, if those vendors right. will report again, do that again. Yep. Got you. So I can go to, like, Uline twice. Quill twice and hit like um, there you go. well I, and hit a Granger up or something like that, right? Exactly. Right, because what I what what happened with me is um I tried to do a um a shell um gas card and what they did was they said that you know my credit history is early you know for the business credit but what they did was they said they they sent me a Wex Bank application where I could get a secured account you know just put five hundred dollars down and boom that's you know it creates a trade line right oh, there. Nice. So, do that. Yeah, that, that, that's that's the must. Like that. That's that's what's up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, do so that it's about reaching out to them. That you, uh, yeah. In terms of what? Like um, like because I what I realize is that like you know personal credit. You know if you do a lot of inquiries, reaching out for credit and stuff like that, it goes as an inquiry on your credit report. But um, I, well, I kind of learned that in business credit, you could just keep on shooting until you know because they don't really tell you what 
you know, all your credentials that you need, yeah. they just deny you as a business, you know, in business credit. Yeah. So you could just keep on yeah, shooting. Yeah, exactly. There was yeah. no inquiry well, level. You can't. <laughs> you, you can, technically. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, like, my, 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 thing, my thing is, is, like, I like to build up to the vendors with the payment experience. Then you don't have to go through all that extra shit about them not, you not having credit and shit. You just have your, you already got everything set up, so you're good to go. 